0: So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds?
1: Brrrrrr!
0: <laughs> 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 <Fuck> your car! Friar a Moped. I don't know, like, Touch of Fire is it moving. Like, nah, feel free locked up. Sounds like the fuck dude! Oh boy! <laughs> what's up here we go welcome back to moped money podcast we're here we're doing the thing another week uh down we took last week off dude because you know super bowl we've done a couple super bowl podcasts before and in hindsight i've, I've realized that they're always like super chaotic like yeah we have a party with a bunch of people at the house to watch the game and like things and then we'll like also be doing a podcast like in the background and it's like I was just like well do know what we're just gonna let it go like th- this last like you know six months or so I've been like really chill about the podcast like like times are tight things are getting hectic like shit is a gonna be a pain in the ass to get done this weekend like it's okay no no problem like everyone will survive a week without the podcast like it's not that only a few people listen anyway. Like, one, miller community is already small. Two, the amount of people that actually listen to podcasts like is even smaller. So then you take a niche community and the people who actually don't that listen to podcasts like it's it's even smaller. So it's cool. Everyone's down with the cause and they understand. And and they got like Jimmy, old old Jimmy the back fall back on. You know, like oh, if I blow it, like you know. We just, we, we just both can't blow it the same week, you know? That's all. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, Graham, say so what's up, dude. Hey, how's it going? You don't you don't need to hide out. We're, we're here. You're live. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm being, like, introduced or uh, how, nah, how it works. I'm, like, I'm getting, yeah, like, you know, like, I could give you some, like, praising glory and, like, oh, all hail the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> I'm not that exciting. Oh, no, seriously. So like, why- you
1: deserve it of anybody because this is awesome. I listen all the time. Um, I don't really listen to podcasts because my job is pretty like um, I don't know. I gotta like think while I'm at work, so I can't like put on a podcast or I get like distracted and just start zoning out. But yeah, I always try to get most of my day in. Oh. It's been awesome to see like how much it's like if you go back and listen to the old episodes compared to like the stuff you're putting out now, it sounds like way professional. You're becoming like a really awesome interviewer and just like great conversations. And I don't want to blow too much smoke up your ass, but like for real, it's like I listen almost every week and it's, it's really enjoyable. So there's people out there, uh, you know, and I know listening now that like are totally on board and are totally stoked when the episode drops. And, um, you know, for sure. Keeps you like, keeps you like, uh, for me, like, I get down on mopeds or like life shit gets in the way and it just like gets to the back burner and then I'll listen to an episode and I'll be like yeah like you'll be talking about like I don't know you're talking about dirt pad stuff and I was like ah I gotta get out there like where on my dirt pad <laughs> like, yeah, You yeah know, just, just enough to like keep it like it just like keeps things like you know like at the front of your mind and like keeps you stoked about stuff and that that's like so huge for the community like way more than the listener count or or whatever you know
0: yeah for whatever. Sure, totally. so, well, I appreciate it, dude. Like, like I said, like some some weeks, like you feel like you're just like talking to yourself, and you're like ah, like. But it, it's it's fun. Like I still <laughs> enjoy it. Like I enjoy the conversations. I enjoy like getting to like, you know, learn. Yeah, there's even people like in my club that I, you know, cause my club's so spread out. that like, we're cool. We're when we hang out, we all get along. But like, the it's really surface level. Like, and the podcast gives you like a time to like kind of dive in and get to know people a little better. So. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: for sure. And, like, you and I would never, like, I mean, I can say, like, honestly, like, I would never, like, look up your number, call you out of the blue, and just bullshit with you for an hour and a half or an hour. Yeah. Like, that's not something that I would ever do. But because this is like, gives us an excuse, it's, like, totally sweet. It gives yeah. us a chance to like
0: it's even even like that with like with like dudes that like my homies like my like best friends you know the dudes like when i was in my 20s like running the streets and getting in trouble like these are the dudes like i could trust with anything you know and like we're Mm -hmm. like super tight but like you know some of them moved to vegas some people moved to florida like we've all like spread out over the years and like and, and, like, we kind of, like, lost that, you know, seeing each other every day, like, talking shit, like, knowing everything about everything with each other to, like, <laughs> yeah. to, like, you know, never calling each other, never seeing each other, occasionally talking some shit in a group chat. But then, like, when we hang out, we just pick up, like, we never, like, left, you know? And Dude, absolutely. So, it's just weird because it's, like, even with, like, like, as I get older, it's, like, even, like, my bad, like, some of my closest relationships, like, I, I like, imagine my closest relationships, like... From my past, like I don't call them mm-hmm. and talk to them on the phone on regular. So it's like the kind of stuff I do on the podcast with like people, like it's like that's I'm not even like having conversation like this with like my best friends, you know?
1: <laughs> totally, no, dude. Like I get that I've got I've got like four best friends, and we've been friends since like second grade for real. And um, we uh, you know, like we get together, and it's like oh, you know, it's like we've not seen each other but we like absolutely will not text each other or call each other ever. It's like <laughs> it's almost like you're like ruining something by like trivializing the interaction. Yeah. You know, like when you get together it's like so heavy and so good yeah. that you're like you're like w- like you know, we'll just like send like one word text back to each other and never get into that thing where you'll just like text back and forth for like an hour like I never do that with those guys cuz it's yeah. like show up in my basement, we're going <laughs> to put some records on, we're going to bust out the good whiskey, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Get a couple of glasses, get some ice cubes, and, like, you know, get into the real shit. And, like, sure, you don't right? want to, like, fuck that up with, like, Facebook instant messages or
0: whatever, yeah. you know?
1: Like, it's a totally different vibe, you know? Exactly. So I like every that. every
0: once in a while they might get, like, one of those, like, yo, yo, I miss you, dude, I love you. And that's about it, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, I All miss right. you, I love you. Oh, wait, by the way, and, I'll, and like, I'll drop, like, a fucking... Dick pic from off, from the internet, just you know, for, for no reason, just but they're like, you know, troll their cell phone yeah. Like, what we even open that in a workplace? Like, oh,
1: man, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, text,
0: text messages like should come with like you should be able to like uh, mark something as like you know like not safe, like like a warning. So when, when someone gets it, like it doesn't just show up. Like they gotta like you know they gotta confirm to open.
1: Oh man, yeah, yeah. Whenever they put snap. that, whenever they put that GIF thing on the like uh, Android, yeah, I don't know if you got Android, iPhone, whatever, but yeah, like, yeah. The Android, like the Androids, like to upload the or like instantly insert a GIF. It's like there's like four of them that are in like heavy rotation. <laughs> yeah, you know? like I just use those all the time. It's like you yeah. know what I mean. I'm sending you this. You know what that means. You yeah, know, man.
0: I still have and the shoot. fucking Michael Jackson eating popcorn like like, saved, like, on my phone, my <laughs> yeah. computer, like, it's, that's it's, re- that's it's ready, it's ready, it's ready to go at the drop of a dime, and that's just for mopeds, like, you know, fuck, Have you ever
1: seen, have you ever seen the, the Quado eating popcorn one? No. He's, like, sitting in his underwear. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, dude. I'll have to, I have it saved, like, it's been saved on a hard drive on every single computer I've ever owned. Uh. In fact, like, I could literally pull it up, I'm sitting at my computer right now, like, I could literally pull it up and just, like drop it on, like, an off-topic thread that's going right now. Because every now and then, for, you know, just for, like, when, like, you know, the fine China, like, I just bust that out for, like, the extra popcorn. Really yeah.
0: You guys know I'm here. <laughs> you know I'm lurking.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. No, <sighs> I don't know. I don't so, know, like, how, I don't know how many people, like, actually – Are on. I I have no idea who's actually on MA, but like every now and then, like Pat from Petty Cash just popped in like two days ago. Like what? Like how does this guy even know this website's still around? Like holy shit, that's sick. So I I do think there's people that lurk, but uh, you know, just like don't like.
0: I mean, I feel like like I I started as a lurker, so I'm gonna like I know at the end of my game, dude. I'm I'm gonna go out as a lurker. Like I spent (laughs) like you know I spent like at least a good year just like reading shit. And like never yeah. posting at all. I think the first time I posted, I got fucking, I got, I got ridiculed so hard, <laughs> dude. I was nervous. I was just typing like all run-on sentences and like fucking mm. misspelling moped part names. Like it just, you know, it, it wasn't going well. And the <laughs> fucking comments lit my ass up, dude. And I was just like,
2: okay,
1: yeah,
0: back. back that was probably back, like back to was-
1: lurking. <laughs> There was like uh, from about 2000, ah shit, I want to say like 2005 um, to maybe 2000, like 12 was like when it was real spicy on
0: there. It wasn't a safe. It was not a safe space.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there was definitely a couple years when like Quado was on there heavy and Will D was trolling heavy, and uh, I don't know if you remember Cool Nathan from TBS. Mm. um, Then went to New York somewhere, I think. But that dude used to, like, just post, like, you know, just just rip people. And, yeah, I, you know, what? I guess, like, I think because it was, like, the internet 1.0 or whatever, yeah. like, the idea that, like, you couldn't, like, uh, I don't know if you ever remember the, there was, like, a dead, uh, there was, like, a roadkill thread that Will D posted. Did you ever hear about this or see this?
0: No. Oh, man, it's,
1: like, it's, like, uh he's going to he's going to like he's wishing I'm not bringing this up right now cuz it's probably kind of embarrassing. like all of us have gone straight you know like we all have like uh it's like fucking white college jobs and shit now we're all like professionals and so um you know there's certain things that like should stay where they are like locked forums from you know 10 years ago but uh Deep in the internet. Yeah there's a couple there the one in particular was like it like cr- it like led to Forum moderation. Like, uh, it was literally like the thread that caused Simon to be like, "Okay, we gotta <laughs> shut this down. Like, this is too far." now yeah, there were some. we uh, leave it at this. But there were some like, there were some, there were some posts of like pictures of our like furry friends that you know people feel strongly about that were uh, hit by cars on the side of the road. And, uh, it got some people real mad. Like it was, it was pretty, it was pretty spicy. I Unle- guess you had to be there. It doesn't yeah. actually sound that cool talking Unle- about it.
0: Unleash the true butthurt, dude.
1: <laughs> oh man, dude. The butthurt was like, just, people just lost their freaking minds, you know? And, um, yeah, there was a lot of, uh, you know, there's just a lot of that going on. And yeah, the idea that like you come on the internet and you're anonymous kind of, and then you could just like say what the hell ever you wanted to you know and people kind of had those like personas and it was it was definitely like um yeah it's kind of that idea that like don't come around if you aren't ready to get like shit on (laughs) and i think everybody kind of seemed to know that or be cool with that
0: and also Um, like you know build some build a little character you know everyone everyone got a little tough skin you know be all right it's just the internet. Man,
1: I think so. You know, like, I definitely think that, like, when in doubt, I, you know, dude, on one hand,
0: <laughs> when in doubt, just turn it off. And look, yeah, look, yeah. you're free. It's over. Yeah. No and more I think, drama. Like, I think, yeah,
1: dude, no, that's like, that gets exactly to the point of it. Like, the internet in 2007, 2008, when, like, some of this stuff was going down, was, you could turn it off. Like, you didn't have the internet glued to your like oh, your persona <laughs> yeah it wasn't in your pocket it wasn't like who you were you know what i mean like people are so like online nowadays with all the social yeah. media stuff like i think that the the level of like the level of like attacking your online persona becomes attacking your real persona mm-hmm. like that's that's changed because People are like so much more online, and they're putting so much of their real self online mm-hmm. that maybe you didn't do back then because it just like didn't occur to you to put like every stupid fucking thought that runs through your brain
0: like on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I had like, like I had like a I had like the that like you know first year of Twitter like account you know back in the day mm-hmm. like Twitter just came out. Yo, this is the new hot oh, shit. Yeah. This is the new hot shit, and like it, yeah. and everything was just like. At Jason's, going to get pizza with the boys. You know, it was so <laughs> yeah. it was so stupid back then.
1: <laughs> Dude, Did that I my just buddy like, Clint. Yeah, <laughs> my buddy Clint, who like founded the cranks with me. We were living together in 2000, and uh, I want to say it was like 2007, maybe even like late into 2006. We'd moved in together. And he had one of those, like, butterfly Nokias. I don't know if you remember those, but it was, like, it was the coolest shit at the time. It was, like, a Nokia that would, like, double-flip open
0: Damn and man. had, like, a not, QWERTY keyboard inside not, of oh, it. Oh, the sidekick. Is that what it was? Definitely I don't know. a sidekick. Like, straight fucking, out of the Matrix, you yeah, know? You fl- yeah. Flick the screen and do, like, a fucking 180.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, like, I didn't even text at that point in time. Like, I had my, like, shitty flips with Samsung or whatever, and I was like, if you want to talk to me, just call me. And he he brought home Twitter, and it was still when it was, like, texting like you would text a number and then that number would like text all your friends with whatever you would like texted Mm -hmm. and he's like oh my gosh this is the coolest thing it's gonna change the world blah 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 and i was like that is the dumbest fucking thing. <laughs> I, I literally, I looked him right in the face and I was like, dude, nobody gives a shit that you're going to eat pizza right now. Like, absolutely nobody cares. Yeah. I'm the only person in the world that cares and I'm standing right next to you and we're riding mopeds <laughs> to go get pizza right now. So who fucking cares, you know? Yeah, we were like, I, just, I never shit. could, like, yeah, I don't know, man. I just could never get that. And I'm like, to this day, like, I still suck at social media. I don't, like, I just, I don't know, man. It's just, whatever it is that drives people to want to, like, really get out there and put themselves out there. it's like, that that freaking part of my brain is just, like, missing. It's, <laughs> a lot of, I mean? it's a lot of
0: work, too, dude. Fuck.
1: I think so, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's All whatever. Right. That's why I like Moped Army. Like, I lurk <laughs> on there. I stay around there because it's just, like, familiar. It's, like, old school, you know. It reminds me of, like... I don't know, whatever. It's just, like, you can be on it when you want to. You can turn it off when you don't want to.
2: Exactly. I've
1: turned it off for, like, two years before, <laughs> you know, and just, like, you out, and it's, like, yeah, you know, you can kind of do that. So, there's no fucking algorithms trying to, like, you know, train you to hate your neighbor, or, you know, post, like, <laughs> Trump shit all the time, you know, or whatever. Yeah, like, I,
0: like, I just, like, have, like, a, a, I definitely had those times in my life when I, I was just, like, young and angry and, like, it was like hardcore aggressive music could like, this is going to be my fucking out, you know, uh, release. And then like, you know, you're always like beefing and having, and I just got so like over it, you know, till I got to, if I finally made like to my Zen point in my life where it's just like, I want no drama with nothing. like, Cool. you got beef. Cool. I'm not gonna argue with you. You can argue with me if you want. Which which is funny because my wife hates it. Because it's like I refuse to argue. I will not get in your in fights. <laughs> like it's like okay, cool. Bye. That's awesome. Okay, I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm out. But yeah. Do you, think, do you think that's changed since you had a kid?
1: Now, like, do you feel like a little more chill about stuff?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely chill. And like, I'm definitely like find myself that i I think I'm, I'm six months in dude i think i've made it to being like immune to the crying i'm like <laughs> yeah dude you cry all you want dude like it's cool Yeah. <laughs> it's dude, cool.
1: that was so, that was so huge <laughs> for me like when when we had our first kid like just like getting to a point where you're like okay this is my this is my like place in life now like i have to take care of this kid and so like that's my job you know yeah. what i mean like fuck the you know whatever recognition or you know clout or anything else it's just like you just don't care anymore cuz like i got to take care of this kid and like everything else is just kind of a hobby at that point you know what yeah. i mean like even your real job kind of gets a little easier cuz you're just like uh sorry dude like i got a kid <laughs>
0: you know what i mean i'm like i'm like dude i'm going to work all the time i can like while i can like i know i don't i don't want to miss stuff like i think my wife yep. fed him like some like real food tonight you know, for the first time, I'm like, son of a bitch, what? What? I missed it. <laughs> but it's like, dude, like, I got to fucking, I got to grind. Like, someone's got to hustle, dude. I got to, I got to get it, yeah. you know, I get it how I live, dude. Any, any, any time. I don't know. It's uh, it's all, it's all life. It's, yeah, dude. You're just growing and learning. But dude, before we get too deep, because we're 20 minutes in. Um... Oh, wait, no.
1: Before <laughs> you get too deep, one second, one second. <laughs> there we go yeah all I, right i
0: didn't crack one um but i but it's already open it's 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 cold ish <laughs> you know a coldish sprite but dude all right sorry i to get that in there for those who don't know or didn't read the title of this podcast this is graham monson so why don't you tell everyone who you are where you're from Let's
1: uh yeah um all right so like what's the cliff notes version i i live in a small town called eau claire in northern wisconsin and I actually grew up here, hated it, um, never wanted to move back, and then um, spent most of my moped time down in Milwaukee where I uh, started a game called The Cranks. Um, and then my wife and I, we were around the country a little bit, North Carolina, Austin, uh, moved back to Milwaukee and ended up uh, moving the family back up here because it's gorgeous and we get to do like a little hobby farm thing, uh, which is super cool. Kind of like a lifetime dream of mine. Um, and, yeah, so I've been doing mopeds uh, since high school, basically, but was kind of doing them hard from, like, college until, um, you know, I guess now. <laughs> I don't know. I've never, like, really eased <laughs> off the gas much. So uh, it just kind of changed the way I do it. But, yeah, that's yeah. I guess that's the that's the Cliff Notes version. I don't know. The short version. Like, uh,
0: How would you, like yeah, – you said you got into it when you were when you were young in high school. Like, how'd you get your first one? How'd you get into it?
1: Oh man, um, I knew that was going to be a question, so I was actually kind of trying to put the pieces together in my mind. But like, I was a little juvenile delinquent, sort of, in <laughs> high school a little bit, and uh, a buddy of mine, Mikey D, had a Tomos Targa, and then there was also this this like really rude chick. And I can't remember her name. I think it was Elise or Elsa. And she was like, kind of like a crust punk. And so when I was in high school, I was like wearing like the wrong jeans to punk shows and stuff. Um, So I was just like tragically uncool. That's like the story of my life. Like, how'd you get into Memphis? Well, I've just always been like that uncool. And you know, eventually
0: (laughs) they became cool.
1: (laughs) If you're that lame, mopeds just kind of find you, I guess. But I don't know. It was like it was either this model railroading or like um, I don't know where else my life would have gone. But like,
0: like the bar was my, high.
1: <laughs> yeah, model railroading was like a, a solid second choice, maybe at certain points in my life. But that was kind of the level that I was on in high school. But. Um, there wasn't like a lot of music going on in town. So it's like, you know, like there'd be like basement punk shows and, you know, being in a small town, like there wasn't anything else going on. So it's like, you know, show up to these basement punk shows, and, like all these dudes, like giving you the side eye and then get in the pit and like, you know, throw down wearing like a champion t-shirt or some Kmart shit, you know, whatever. and yeah. <laughs> say like, okay, you know, like I don't know what this kid is on, but respect, whatever. So, um, that was kind of like, uh, yeah, that was like, that was kind of happening. And like, so like. The only people I knew that had mopeds were like pretty, pretty rude and like kind of cool, you know. And so, I, I, my mom like wouldn't let me have anything that was two wheeled, you know, like anything with two wheels. She was just like, you know, mopeds yeah. are the devil, Bobby Boucher, and all that, like, yeah. like conservative Christian family, whatever. So, uh, when I moved to college, that was I, I had one in high school, but it was like a total basket case. We never got it going. I'd gotten on Moped Army. Um, and even like, it's funny cause, uh, I even like, I was in screen printing class at school mm-hmm. and I even like screen printed back like, uh, patches or, or cut like colors, whatever for my like jean jacket before I even owned a moped. <laughs> <laughs> like I had already like made up my own like fake moped gang that never even existed. Nice. And like, sewed a patch on my jacket, I was like, I'm gonna get to college and I'm going to buy my moped, you know? And, um that uh that um that Hell Satan's video that they did, which I think that came out like when I was in high school, but I don't know if I'd even seen it at that point. But that line where he's like, I got my moped, I got my freedom, fuck you, you know. <laughs> That's like totally, you know, aspirational at that time. So yeah. yeah. yeah it was like it, it was uh you know, and then I, I got down to Milwaukee and it was just like a one man moped gang for a long time and we just i just did that and rode my little pook around and what was um, the original
0: yeah. what was the original club name and the cut
1: um, <laughs> i was almost gonna i'm gonna post it on your uh your moped shirt instagram oh, <laughs> because yeah. it's really funny but uh uh speaking of being like tragically lame i i took the motorhead logo you know mm-hmm. and that's the other thing too like people that don't grow up in small towns before the internet like will never understand this but when you grow up in a small town before the internet, like you can be 14 years old and I'm doing finger quotes, discover Johnny cash. <laughs> I think nobody has ever heard of Johnny cash before. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like, so it's a, it's a, it's a motorhead logo, like the, uh, kind of like pig looking thing with the, with the horns, horns and whatever, and the
0: chain like, and stuff.
1: Yeah. You know, like skull, like uh, with the yeah. chains. And then I took the German word for motor, and bicycle, which I interpreted with my like sixth grade German class experience to be motorrad, which is actually the German word for motorcycle. <laughs> so <laughs> but I'll, I'll post it up because it, it's hilarious, I'm, I'm old enough that I can actually like laugh at it now. But I would have been mortified at various times in my life to like yeah. share this. But uh, yeah, like literally, I literally interpret like wrongly interpreted German for motor bicycle to motorrad. And then I just wrote the German word for motorcycle on uh, a hey, like blatantly copied motorhead logo, which I thought nobody had heard of, and I thought it was like a underground like niche band. Because yeah. that was where I was living at the time. So <laughs> it, it's kind of stupid. But we had like um black uh there's like black canvas for like testing your prints out in print mm-hmm. shop in high school, yeah. and so like all the punk kids would just like print everything on there because they didn't want to spend like three fifty for a t shirt or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I printed up a bunch of back patches. I've actually still got some that were never sewn on anything because like it did occur to me in high school that I had to like print enough for my gang <laughs> like, <laughs> so i think i printed like 15 of them because i was like when i get to milwaukee i'm gonna start my mobile gang and there's gonna be like 20 people in it so i'm make enough of these
0: i need enough cuts for my future gang <laughs>
1: yeah yeah so i like uh i i think it's like in my scrap fabric bin at the bottom but i like legitimately still have these like you know these like patches that i made when i was nice. in like I don't know, probably junior or senior in high school. but uh, I love
0: it. Yeah, it, it's pretty funny. Dude, I still have like, a, I actually have like an a, a unused Black Black uh, patch like hanging on my wall right now. I'm just like, I got, nice. I, I got like two or three left. I'm like, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I don't think we're going to get three more people.
1: <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. Black Black is like infinite. There's no like beginning and end of Black Black. That's awesome.
0: Dude, hell yeah. So you moved to to, so get you moved to Milwaukee, dude, and you got the you got the new club rolling. Like you're hot on the scene. No, I absolutely
1: didn't get the new club rolling. <laughs> and <laughs> that's
0: what I'm, that's what I'm saying. You got the new club rolling. It's just you, club of one. Just me. Like
1: yeah, just me. Like what was
0: your what was your first bike you got when you got to college?
1: Um, I I bought I, I went on like the most like um in the most like noob uh grom fashion possible. I went on eBay and I spent five hundred dollars on a Newport with a rusty gas tank in like Chicago and drove down there to get it. Um, and it was like, everything was wrong with it. Mm. And I was living in the dorms at the time. So like I sat out in front of the dorms and I literally like disassembled the whole bike on the sidewalk and then, um, carry it up to the dorms in my backpack, like one piece at a time. <laughs> and then when it finally got to where it was like just the rolling chassis, they were like, we told you you can't bring that in. And I was like, no, I can. Cause it's just a bicycle now. And so they were like kind of crabby about it, but they finally let me like bring it in. That's so then my awesome. roommate Josh, who was like super tolerant, he was <laughs> he was like uh, he was like uh, high school football player from a small town in mm-hmm. Wisconsin, like kind of type A dude. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was like he was like dude, that's cool. Like yeah, totally. So like him and I had this like tiny little dorm room, and like a good third of it was just taken apart by this like giant. You know, like, Guess trash, like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I do remember, like, the one thing I remember about it was I they had, like, the urinals, you know, because it's, like, the dorms, right, and, like, communal bathrooms. And so they had, like, floor-to-ceiling urinals, like, down into the floor. And I remember, like, doing muriatic acid in the tank and, like, literally, like, de the tank and, like, pouring it into the urinals. And, uh, and, like, I'm sure it's like, muriatic acid smells like shit. Like, I guarantee you it was, like, terrible, you know? I'm sure it I was cleaned like, pipes.
0: Clean the pipes, though. The pipes probably never, yeah. never flushed so good.
1: <laughs> I probably, like, rotted them out, and, like, three years later, the whole fucking floor caved in or something. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it was wild to, like, you know, I was, like, uh, I was at this, like, private engineering school that was, like, very much, like, type A, button down. Like, everybody wore, like, white Reeboks, you know, and, like, uh, just, like, very, very type A. And so I was, like, definitely, like, you know... That, like that weird guy, you know. Yeah. So
0: I feel like that uh, could have been a vibe, though, dude. Like I feel like that. <laughs> like if you're like the dude, like building a moped, like building an, a, a a vehicle on a sidewalk in front of your dorm, like that's gotta attract some questions, you know? People are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, yo, what's up with that thing, man? What's going on?"
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like it's it's almost weird to think about it outside of the context of moped rate because like. Moped Army, and then just, like, culture in general in the last... Uh, so that would have been, like, 2004 is when that went down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, just, like, in general, there's, like, a greater cultural acceptance, I feel, in just, like, doing your own weird thing. And, like, Cafe Racers wasn't a thing. Like, Cool Guy, Harley Guys, like, Harley Hipsters, mm-hmm. that wasn't a thing. Like, anything with vintage motorcycles was very much, like you're a tweaker like like dragging home a vintage motorcycle in 2004 was like absolutely like how much mess did you trade that for kind of vibe you know it's
0: it's like no dude i'm engineering bro i want to know how things work
1: (laughs) yeah i mean you had to really like and other people that were in cities that had branches or that had like more exposure to it i think kind of were I had already caught on to the fact that it was cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm in the middle of the Midwest, so, like, obviously we're behind, like, everything by about three or four years. But, like, it was it was very much, like, uh, like, guys that, like, use that weird metal with, like, the holes in it that you buy at Home Depot to, like, <laughs> weld shit on their lawnmowers. Like, that was yeah. definitely the, like scene in the midwest and like even oh yeah that's right. there's a guy named al murphy that um uh i guarantee you he's not listening to this but um he was <laughs> he might be <laughs> if he is hey al sorry <laughs> but like he was this kind of like weird like tough luck dude that didn't brush his teeth and drank mountain dew constantly and he had like a garage full of mopeds in Milwaukee, like old, you know, older dude, mm. like very much like quasi, like, uh, I don't want to say like homeless, but he was, he was definitely on that like hoarder house, like in the ghetto, like one white guy in the hood with like a house full of like, you know, weird old magazines and shit kind of, kind of scene. Yeah. And that was like, that was a like sc- the scrap second yard. person I met that was like in mopeds in my entire life. <laughs> so, like <laughs> And it it was like it was like me and him, you know, like that was, that was the moped scene when I started in
0: my And it didn't make you question things like, like, hmm, it's no, me. no, I was like, hey, the right, here's the this like, yeah,
1: here's this like weird, you know, weird guy, you know, like I went and bought a Volkswagen Golf GTI with him from like his friend and it was like out in the country and it was like definitely the kind of place that you get stabbed at, you know, just like a bunch of cars in the weeds. And, you know, like, and I, like, I was like, Oh yeah, this guy's like, this guy's on it. Like this guy's on the pump. Like him and I are going to be buds, you know? So, but like, that was, you know, that was like, like prior to, um, you know, MA like blowing up and kind of having like a, a scene around mopeds. Like yeah. if you were into mopeds in the nineties, you were definitely on that, like, you know, either had a DUI or, like, were just, like, a math head that, like, took weird shit apart, like, kind of... That was, like, definitely kind of the... That was kind of the scene, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's, How- it's almost hard to even, like, imagine it now because it's so different, you know? Like, yeah. you, you, you almost like can't take that out of context.
0: How long until you got the bike actually running? Or did you get it running?
1: I had it I had it running by spring. I bought it in fall, and I had it running by spring, and, um, like, it was um i had i grew up like having like a little lawn business so i grew up like working on um mm-hmm. stuff and then I'm, a, I'm an engineer i was in school for mechanical engineering and um that's like my day job and so i was just like kind of born i don't want to say born doing this stuff but like from a pretty young age i was like taking apart lawn mowers and just like working on all kinds of weird weird random stuff like fixing up go-karts and four-wheelers and all that so yeah. um it was pretty like
0: it wasn't too far in the in context the
1: yeah, in the context of, like, stuff I'd worked on before, like, it was a pretty easy project. I, I'm trying to think if there was anything that really threw me for a loop. Um, oh, yeah, uh, getting the flywheel and clutch off, I had, no, like, no idea how to do that. Like, <laughs> I did not possess polar technology, so I literally, like, disassembled the whole engine with them on the I, crankshaft, which, like, being an E-50, you can, you know? yeah.
0: So did you not take um, them off at all? You just left it.
1: I think I like I got like a three jaw puller, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I like I like my solution was like, oh, all I got to do is just like take the crank out of the cases, and then I'll get a three jaw puller, and then I'll like pull them off. Got. So it. I, I <laughs> it, it, <laughs> and that to me, like at the time, that was like I was like, oh yeah, I know how to do this. It. Like this is totally the right way to do
0: it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now like everyone,
0: everyone listening is <laughs> just like cringing, just like ah, he just uh, des- he destroyed that flywheel. <laughs>
1: Oh man, dude! You you want to know something that'll really like make you cringe is until, oh man, I don't even know. Do you remember were you doing mopeds when Treats came out with the party polar party time?
0: Set? Oh, when they, when they had the red case that had all of them.
1: Yeah, there was like yeah. there was like a there was like a time when that like hit the market, and I remember being like, "All right, I'll finally buy pullers now." I but was for so, years mm-hmm. for years I took flywheels off with hammers, like with a yeah. dead
0: blow mallet. That so like that's hundreds of them, I that's that all the time. So. Yeah, that's what I was gonna get to. I was like, "Oh, did he go for the hammer trick?" Because it's like I didn't know the hammer trick back. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. We didn't have pullers. Like you know, Sean. Like when I got in the mopeds, like deep or whatever. Like the guys I was hanging out with, like Sal and Nigel, and like meeting all these new people, and like I watched him. Like, like I'm like, "Oh, I went on treats and I found a puller." But and, like Sean's got a shop, so he's got tools and stuff. But like. I watched like Sal and Nigel and them like, you know, use a hammer and they just like hit the side of it (laughs) and pulled on it and it came off. And I was like, what? You know, it blew my mind. And then like, you know, knots of rope inside of the fucking spark plug hole for like a piston stop. I was like, What's going on here, dude? Buy a piston stop. (laughs) (laughs) But I definitely I definitely (laughs) remember when treats came out with the kit of pulleys because I was like so bummed because there was no set. You couldn't just buy all yeah the, all yeah. the pulleys you have to like i have to for each bike i was working oh i'm working on tomos now i have to go buy another pulley oh i'm working on hobbit now oh i gotta buy a pulley like mm-hmm. oh you gotta and like and I, that was a problem with having all these different makes and models of mopeds like if you have one brand you're you're pretty set you're easy but like we were so i was so into like all the different bikes that we were buying like all everything I was like cool I had a Honda, Honda you got a V1 you got a Pook and you got a Tom, and they all take different pulleys and you're like god damn it so I'd, I'd have to just go buy them all individually and then you're like oh I'm in the HPI what do you mean it's a different pulley like <laughs> oh man <laughs> and then Chase came out with the set and I was so bummed that they came out with the set because I, I was like literally I only needed one I was like Yo, no, Sean I'll kick, uh, I'll, uh, I'll kick money in on the set just so I can get the left hand thread <laughs> for the HPI <laughs>
1: Dude, w- when I was living in North Carolina, I bought out a uh, an old uh, moped and scooter shop, mm-hmm. and um, I uh, I uh, got like a giant like drawer, like kitchen drawer, full of pullers, mm. and I still have every single one of them damn things. And like every now and then, I'll be working on something like a KLR six hundred and fifty, just totally fucking random thing, you know? Yeah. and I'm like. You know what? I think I have the puller <laughs> for this, and I'm like, sure enough, I'll have the damn puller, and it's the best thing ever. So Dude, I'm like, a, I'm like a puller hoarder. I have this like random. I have so many pullers. I have a whole freaking drawer in my toolbox, just full of pullers. Are they are, they, are like, they
0: organized? Do you know like how to find no, them quickly, uh, uh, or is no, it just like no. a, like a like a trash bin full?
1: No, yeah, it's definitely just like a, a a total trash pile, and and what's really annoying is like half of them are missing like the center bolt, oh, or like man. the threads in the center bolt are like all jibby, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was like, uh, I was working on a motor for uh, this guy, uh, actually John, who did the T shirt. I trade his motor got stolen, so I traded him a motor, Shit. and he was like, oh, what size threads does it have? Because I want to buy- make sure I have a puller for it. First, so I was like, well, why do you? Don't need a motor. Like, you don't need a puller, dude. You gotta, you gotta need a puller for this thing for like three years. Mm. But then I was like, I probably have one I can give you. And like, Yup, sure enough, I've got one, but it doesn't have the center vault. Like, yeah. God damn it. You
0: know? That's funny, you got a ma- the magic bucket of pulleys. Like I've heard of the magic dude. bucket for like nuts and bolts, but like the magic bucket <laughs> yeah. for pulleys, like that's crazy. The magic drawer. Oh, <laughs> uh, they're kept with
1: care. You know, I've got like the uh yeah, that little like <laughs> rubbery liner stuff laid down in my tool bag. Yeah, they have right. like a nice, little delay. The drawers like, just kept, full like, of dry diesel. and free of, <laughs> of rust. <laughs> yeah, dude, those are prized, and like very rarely do I ever loan them out. And like every now and then, I'll loan one out, and I always get burned. Oh, like, dude, regret. just, the, <laughs> That's like just a, the other day, I was looking for my Hobbit one, and I was like, I think like there was a, a time like five years ago when I was like fuck hobbits, I'm never doing hobbits again. I was just like, I don't know why. I just like decided I wasn't fucking hobbits anymore. Mm-hmm. I got rid of all my hobbit stuff. Um Except for like a freaking rear gearbox, which I have in a box, and I have no idea why I even still own I didn't get rid of that shit. But uh, I think like what happened was I like got rid of, got out of hobbits. I was like, I'm never working on hobbits again. I let somebody borrow my puller. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, last week, I'm like, where's my hobbit puller? And I was like, No.
0: Nah. Yeah, that's that's like number one that's like top five rules of like the moped garage like no specialty tools allowed to leave like no yeah. specialty tools can't leave the garage like yeah because it always happens that way like oh yeah i'll bring it back tomorrow and then i just forget unless you unless you have a spreadsheet or you write shit down (laughs) like like we've talked about this shit before like writing writing down the, the parts you buy Like, cause like I'll forget that I bought new parts and then I'll order some shit and I'll be like, God damn it, I already had a piston sitting on the shelf or like in our drawer (laughs) somewhere you just forgot about. So either writing down, (laughs) writing down the parts you buy and like, you know, put a check mark beside it, like when you use it or something and then like keeping track of like, you know, you got to sign out the tool. If you're going to use this and borrow it, I need your signature here, your name, a date. I need a return date slip like this is a library you get a library card it comes with a library card
1: (laughs) it comes with borrowing tools no you need to just like those uh like when you borrow it from like AutoZone or whatever and you keep their like driver's license (laughs) yeah i need a deposit dude
0: like it's gonna cost you like a hundred bucks deposit like you know you get the cash back when you bring the tool back
1: no dude you can't drink like you literally can't buy alcohol You're gonna get to the liquor store and be like, "Oh shit, I need to bring a color match." Yeah, that's super fun. That would motivate. That would motivate moped people. That would yeah, get dude, us. Keep, that would get us to bring your shit.
0: Back. Yeah, keep 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 them keep them honest, you know.
1: Yeah, dude. Autozone Autozone understands their like clientele. <laughs> <laughs> they know that. Yeah, I
2: sure. do
1: wonder, like, what do they do if you like don't have a driver's license? Like a lot of their their uh, clientele, like. You know, <laughs> driving there with like no license. Oh, yeah, it's suspended. Oh mm. shit. How do you borrow a? How do you borrow a steering wheel, puller? I don't know.
0: Yeah, ours is the cash deposit. You got you got to pay, dude. They got your card on file. Like you oh, run yeah. the dude. There's no just leave your yeah. ID. Like, nah, they need money. <laughs> one, on, yeah, that's right, dude. So yeah. so you got your bike running. You're you're up and ripping around now. Like, how long before you met someone besides the? the garage scrapper dude.
1: Um, yeah, Al Murphy, man. Um, I, it was a minute. I'm trying to think. Um, cause I had that first bike, like kind of like a vacuum and I posted on MA a little bit just for like help here and there, you know, and I think I created an account at that point. Well, like I wasn't like in like the culture, like didn't have any, like didn't really make any sense to me, you know, like I was just doing it alone. Um, and I think it was probably like a year or two that I just like kind of did my own thing. And then, um, I met up with, oh yeah. So I met up with this kid, Matt, and he was also very weird. (laughs) This is like the moped scene in Milwaukee circa 2004, you know, Mm -hmm. this kid, Matt, who was like real shady. And, uh, he was from, kind of a rough neighborhood. And he was real young. I want to say he was like maybe 15 or 16, but he was driving with like no plates and no insurance and shit <laughs> all over the place. And so he was like, I don't know where he kept fighting him, but I think we like, maybe I bought a bike for him off of Craigslist or he bought a bike for me. And so then like we were, we were like, kind of like piling around a little bit and helping each other. Um, and I crashed the first bike. I don't know. The story gets like kind of murky. It was it was kind of a rough part, in, <laughs> kind of a rough patch in my life. But I was like, I don't really exactly remember what happened for about four years there. Yeah. But uh, eventually, I met Clint and chased him down. Like I saw him ride through my neighborhood, and he was on like a red G three, and he had this like, um, at the time he'd wear like a mad bomber hat with like those like uh, crazy ass like rectangular red Baron goggles. Yeah, and he rode a, a red G three. And he had the look, like, nailed, you know, like, totally nailed down. <laughs> and so I saw him, and I was, like, driving my car. And I started chasing him, which, like, in the hood in Milwaukee is, like, on a moped. Like, somebody chasing you with, like, a shitty, rusted-out escort is, like, it's not a good, like, <laughs> you don't, <laughs> like, that's not fun in games for the person on the moped. I don't know if you've ever been in that situation, but, yeah. uh like, every now and then, like, you get chased around, you get fucked with, you'd have, like, I've had, like, 40s thrown at me before, or, like, um, you know, just, like, yelled at, or, like, people trying to push you over at stoplights and stuff like that, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that's just kind of how it was. And, uh, like, that just seemed, like, totally normal at the time, which I look back at now, it's was like, holy shit, if my kids are doing that, like, I'd be <laughs> scared to death, but... It's like, you know, you also like, you just looked so fucking poor that like people just didn't really think there was like much, you know, they'd fuck with you cause it was like fun to like get a rise or whatever, but they weren't like, you know, nobody was like trying to mug you because they just like assumed you weren't even worth the trouble. Steal, so Still this yeah. Anyhow, I
0: chased rusted looking bike.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I chased down Clint and I actually like stalked him and like figured out where he lived and like <laughs> chased, it, chased him. He's like living in this really cool old building. Uh, called the fortress, um, and locking his bike up out front. Um, and it was just like bombed out old shoe factory from the 1800s, and he had like a sketchy artist loft in there, mm-hmm. which, like, like, Ever since that became cool, like that was like, you know, like the, the pad he was in would probably rent for like $2,500 a month right now, but it was a month back then because it didn't have heat like reliably in the winter, you know, and like giant like leaky ass windows. And so yeah, we kind of, we kind of started pounding around and working on some stuff and then I recruited a couple people from school, like people I knew from uh, MSOE, I just kind of like forced them into getting mopeds. Um, and some stuff like that, and eventually by like I think it was 2006 when we officially formed the cranks. Um, we had like I don't know probably like five or six people that were pretty consistently coming out on you know weeknight rides, and then mm-hmm. a couple like weird like suburban dads that would like show up you know every once in a while Sick. and uh, you know all that. And how you guys
0: um, go with
1: yeah. The name? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like I don't remember how we kind of came on That, but somebody said it and it was just like, yep, that's it. Like, you know, I was like, it was, it was just kind of like iconic and easy to like remember, you know? So it was a pretty easy decision, I guess. But yeah, they didn't, they didn't, they weren't feeling my uh weird, like <laughs> mistranslated moto <rod>, uh, <laughs> you know, like iconography, you know? Plus, like the moped, um, it was kind of before like hipsters became a thing or maybe like they were See, like everything in the Midwest, you know, I was like delayed in yeah. terms of like, you know, it's cool. So like hipsters were probably already like happening in Brooklyn and shit back in 2006. But like in the Midwest, nobody knew what that was. Yeah. And there was just like vintage moto club, Milvin moto, who I'm still like really tight with all those guys. And they were doing, um, they were doing like, uh, the, uh, back then we'd call them like UJMs or Jap bikes, which wasn't offensive, but maybe is offensive now, I'm not sure. Um, I don't necessarily say that anymore, but uh, um, it was like, there's, you know, like that was like kind of when ethanol gas first hit. Mm -hmm. And uh, as soon as ethanol gas hit every single, like, I don't know if you've got like an uncle like this, but I have an uncle like this and he's got like, or at least when I was growing up, he had like a KZ 750, pushed to the front of his garage and he had had kids and he parked his like Toyota Camry in front of it, but it just kind of like sat there under a cover and like once or twice in the summer, he'd like get it out and like relive his college glory days. <laughs> and then he would park in it, and it'd sit there for another year. Right. Yeah. And, and that was like the nineties and even the early two thousands, like there were like so many people that had those bikes, like just pushed in the front of their garage and like really taken pretty good care of. Cause they didn't get a lot of miles on them with that kind of usage. But, they never, um, like, you know, I mean, you take something like those old Honda CBs and like those, you can't kill them. I mean, they're just like invincible until ethanol gas came out. And I know people like, oh, ethanol, boomer, blah, 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 bitching about ethanol. Like, say what you will. <laughs> in like 2005, you could buy a CB 750 all day long in Milwaukee for 200 bucks. Like I was turning them down. I was buying them right and left as many as I could get and, like, they were all like every single one of them. The petcock was shot. The carburetors were shot. Like, you know, just some basic shit wrong with them. They'd need tires, chains, whatever. And so this like group of people that I got to be friends with, cause I was like, I was like looking for people that were doing moto stuff. So I like, I fell in with this Milvin crew and they were all doing that. And I was like, I don't want to say it was like before cafe racers became a thing because I'm sure they were like in the cool parts of the world, but we sure as hell hadn't heard <laughs> of it. We were just like a bunch of like drunk, like, you know, shit ass losers in the hood in Milwaukee that were just like keeping these bikes running, and like, you know, if you had like four of them, maybe one of them would run to get you to the bar and back.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, so um, it was like it was like those guys, and um, I fucking totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> but what the fuck were we even talking about? I don't know. The story is getting boring to me now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've managed yeah, to bore myself right. with my own bullshit. It's like we've been talking about me too long.
0: No, dude. So you guys, you guys yeah, started. So you start the club. You got the cranks going, and you guys are <laughs> you, you guys are doing everything. They hated your bullshit name, so you guys had to come up with a fresh new one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We started getting on some
1: rallies around that, and like um, getting to like Michigan rallies, and, and that was that was pretty cool. But yeah, like the um. The scene oh yeah, that's what I was saying, like the scene at the time, like at least in like the Midwest was like very much like uh um I don't know if I'm gonna catch hate for saying this, but it was it was it was like almost like a weezer, like <laughs> like, uh, high school debate team, like, ex-high school debate, me me being one of them, like, literally, like, just me like, being, like, one of those just, people, like, you, take Midwest you know, like, when you went to, like, <laughs> yeah, when you went to, like, Michigan and, like, um you know, Midwest rallies, it was, like, a lot of, like, art kids, it was, like, a lot of, like, uh you know, it, it was definitely a little bit more on the, like, um I guess, like, nerdy side of things going back, because yeah. you kind of, like, it, you kind of had to be like, I don't know. I I mean, you didn't have to be, but that was just kind of like the vibe. Like, yeah, that was the vibe. Like that was the people that kind of fell into mopeds because there was kind of that, like, like the same way that I got a kick out of doing like a motorhead riff, like cut was like, you know, you, you were, you were very like self-awarely doing a tongue in cheek, biker gang, like wannabe thing. like, the The joke was that you were so soft. You know what I mean. Like the joke was that, like, you're riding the softest vehicle possible, and you are the softest person possible, yeah. and like you're you're coming out with like this like fake kind of like attitude, like posture kind of thing, and 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 it was almost like you know there's kind of like a theater kid like um you know element to it that I that I was really drawn to, and then. You know, there's there was like all these like super talented artistic people. Clint was a um, he was doing like mixed media digital art stuff. Mm-hmm. So he was doing like interesting like web design stuff, and he had some like graphic art chops. Um, but like all the guys, like there were some people in like Cincinnati that were just like next level, just coming out with cool T-shirts and cool posters, and they 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 kind of imbued the whole like they put a lot of work in, like you ever hang out with theater kids? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if this is really the right analogy, but like, <laughs> I did, I did, uh, I did like stagecraft when I was in high school. Yeah, um, and that's actually and how that I stuff. met. Elsa. Yeah. The, the, the chick that rode the, uh, um, what did she have? Like an FA 50 or an urban express or some shitty thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like spray painted flat black. Um, but anyhow, like, like theater kids will put a ridiculous amount of work into something that like really in like in practical terms means like nothing. Like like in terms of like, I don't want to say that I don't want to go on a record saying that. But it's like, good for like the you know set I mean? design like,
0: and the play for like, you know, a week and then, it, and then it's yeah, like, yeah, and then exactly. It's like,
1: yeah. And there's, there's something really like, there's something really cool about that aesthetic that like, you're going to put all this work into creating like, you're going to create like a scene in terms of not like a scene, like a scene of people, but a scene and like a scene on a play. Like you're going to create like a, you're going to create something for somebody to like look at for a temporary amount of time. yeah. And it's going to give them a feeling or create a vibe or create like an experience for them. And then you're going to burn it. And it's like, it's never going to like actually exist in perpetuity, you know? And I think there's like, there's a parallel to mopeds. (laughs) I'm getting like, two beers in some getting like philosophical, but yeah, you know but what I mean? Is, like, it's it's like a, yeah, it's like, you're going to create like a, uh, you're going to create like a, like a feeling when your bike rides by or when somebody looks at it or the way that it runs or whatever. And then that's going to like, it's going to break pretty much no matter what you do. Like it, it's, it's always temporary. So mm-hmm. what you're creating, is like, you know, it's, it's always going to like, be it's like gonna go back to nature and then it's gonna be a clean slate to like create the next new thing you know yeah and i, th- I think the early early like the years when i came into Moped army like there was definitely that like aesthetic that like we're gonna create like you know this like a rally was kind of that way it like the amount of work that went into like putting on some of the like really cool rallies and you know different things that they did with creating like. Rally packs and maps and posters and um, somebody was on. I think Rev Bandit was talking about when they did like the uh, playing cards mm-hmm. for Bourbon Bandits. I like I still have those in a filing cabinet. Sick. And like uh, that was like WizBiz Two, I want to say, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or it might have even been like before. I don't even remember. But it's just like you know, like the the, the idea that like you're going to put all of this work into something that really the only reason you're doing it is just to like give somebody a little laugh or just like give them a little like tickle, you know? And I, I think like, because of that, like aesthetic and all the people putting the work into that aesthetic, like that, that's something that like, you know, moped culture in general just like does like a really good job of that, mm-hmm. you know, almost, almost like a Burning Man kind of thing, but maybe in a more like <laughs> yeah. pra- pragmatic sense or, you know, if it's like less trust funds or whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like in I a blue collar way. I definitely, I definitely see what you mean, though. It's like sometimes you could look at like, you look at the old pictures of the scene, and it's like you could, you could put like, you could interchange like Midwest mopeds with like Midwest emo. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe it's like that same never like, really vibe emo, like some curly some curly haired fucking math rock kid in the corner, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and I, I'm sure that those people were in uh, in at the rallies and in the clubs. I was just like way too drunk to like appreciate that <laughs> or something. I don't know. I feel like, like it's cool because you've
0: been you've been around so long. Like you you've kind of seen the progression of like rallies and like how they've changed over the years. Like. What Do you remember seeing like things come into play Like differently Because like there weren't When this shit started there weren't raffle bikes There weren't like you know $3,000 worth of prizes That were people are giving away It's like this stuff like slowly evolved Into like what it is now Yeah I mean
1: there wasn't There wasn't parts <laughs> like, There wasn't like an aftermarket You know So like prior to I think the first time I heard of like uh heaters, I believe it was, in New Jersey or maybe handy bikes. Um, I think Moped Moped Workshop was selling like was it not Moped Workshop? Moped warehouse. Mm-hmm. They were selling like bi turbo pipes with like probably an aerosol kit or something. And they were getting like $600 for like a bi-turbo with an aerosol. It was just insane. Like, like almost like what a dirt bike, like cylinder would cost, you know? And I don't know where they were getting them or why they were charging so much, but it was just like, at that time it was just like completely unattainable. And then 1977, they were around like before I got into it, but they didn't really have much. Um, But they started getting Polini's direct from Polini. Um, like from the company Polini rather than like through an importer. Mm -hmm. And that was probably around like 2002 or three maybe. And that was when you finally started seeing like people with like actual kitted bikes. But like the first few years, like almost nobody had a kit. Um, You know, I, I, I haven't been around that long. I mean, guys, like, (laughs) I'm like second or maybe even third wave. I'm not even sure where I fit into all that, but Mm -hmm. like, dudes like Devin and Chad Burke and, you know, obviously like Dan Kastner, um, Dave Brzezinski, uh, they were around, you know, and then like, there wasn't, there wasn't like a coherent organization. Um, so, you know, that you had like your pockets of like different people around the country that had just like held over from the seventies, like Sean, um, all those guys out West, um, and like, Myrins and all that. But like I'm definitely not like the guy to ask about that stuff because I've I've got a pretty limited view being from like the Midwest. I wasn't really around for a lot of that. But um you know, it's it's uh it's definitely gotten like a lot easier to just like buy stuff, you know, like it's gotten to be where like you can walk in to treats um with like three thousand bucks and basically buy like an entire sixty or seventy even mile an hour moped. Um, I don't know about 70, but you can definitely buy, like, you know, you can buy cases that are already welded in machined. You can buy a Gila kit, you can buy an aftermarket clutch, you know, you can buy EBRs and, uh, disc brakes and good tires. I mean, like you couldn't even buy, t- <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> even hardly buy tires. You know what I mean? Like you had to go to your like local motorcycle dealership and you'd be lucky if they were like, Oh yeah, we've got some of those on the shelf from like, 10 years ago, but what, like, what? You're like, yeah, I guess we'll sell them to you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Changshin, like, there's like, a Changshin that was, like, the only tire I could get when I started into mopeds. I remember being like, oh, my God, this sucks so much. Like, <laughs> <laughs> these are the only tires, like, my local motorcycle dealership had just happened to carry, like, one set of Changshin 2.25-inch tires, and I was like, oh, I guess this is, you know? That's the only tires I get. That's what you get, you know. How the, I don't the,
0: know. how was like the progression of your, of the club like from when time you guys started to like you know as the years progressed. The cranks? Yeah. Um. It's yeah. I don't know. It's 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 gone through some changes.
1: There's like been different phases depending on like who's around. Um. The scene in Milwaukee has always been kind of on the smaller side, just because. Um, you know, like you, you can definitely like get stabbed riding a moped or shot riding a moped, like at any, on any day in Milwaukee, (laughs) like the chances of like the neighborhoods that we were coming out of, you know, when we were living like cheap and college students and whatever, um, that was, it was, it was definitely like, you know, kind of unsafe. And then there wasn't like a whole lot of support and culture around it. So it's always been kind of hard to like find people that want to get into it. I think most, most people are kind of into like the fixie thing, but I haven't been in Milwaukee for a few years. Um, And prior to that, I'd been moving around a lot, but back in the day when we first started, we had, we had like a pretty solid crew and we had some dudes that um, Mikey from Petty Cash actually had like, uh, he grew up in Milwaukee and he went to high school in Milwaukee. So like two of his friends Um, were part of the crew at the beginning and they were like a little bit older than us and like paid uh, so they could actually like, (laughs) like like the one guy, Dave Gallagher, who um, like was basically like my patron at one point in life. Like he was basically just like paying me to fix his mopeds and like, you know, I'd be like, scrambling to get his moped running for like a Wednesday night ride and like tune it up and shit and he'd give me like a hundred bucks and I was like oh my god how can you afford
0: to just like give somebody a hundred dollars you know or he'd like yeah. buy me beers and I'd be like I'll never be able to repay you you know <laughs> like now it's like an old like a hundred dollars is like a twenty bill you're like fuck
1: <laughs> oh dude yeah that just happened like in the last couple of years It's like all of a sudden hundred is the new twenty it's like, yeah, it's like you god got it. like, yeah really but no, it's like, it, it's just funny. Like, um, we were just like, I think we were just like really, really poor. You know, even when we were like going to rallies and stuff, it's like, I don't know how, how other people are like doing this and buying parts. And I guess they were just like doing a better job of living their life. Maybe they weren't spending <laughs> like $300 a month on alcohol. You know, that could have been it. <laughs> yeah.
0: How were you guys How are you guys even getting to rallies? Were you just like, because I've seen like, there's like this different tears to like the the trolley to the ravel thing you know i've seen like guys pull up and like you know they're they're older they got they got their shit together they show up in the nice new truck you know they got their they bought the club bought the trailer then you have the guys yeah you know they they pull up in a bus then you see people pull up and you're like yo how did you make it here like can you trust (laughs) you trust the vehicle to make it to the rally like (laughs)
1: dude we drove uh i drove my brat down to like uh um, which is like I had a 1986 Subaru Brat, which is the like the El Camino, but it's like made out of a Subaru station wagon. Mm-hmm. And that thing was like super sketchy, like <laughs> basically like the exhaust had like fallen off of it. It was like just completely just shit housed. And we drove that down to Kentucky a couple times um, for um, bourbon bandit stuff. And then one time we drove down. My my uh, Clint had a two door. 1999 escort which was like the really like swoopy like uh i don't know it's a 1999 two-door escort i don't know how else to describe it it's like <laughs> looks like a fucking shoe like that somebody squeezed out of their you know blood or whatever and uh we put two mopeds and the two of us and that we drove that down and yeah we were just like i don't know My, the, the one guy uh john juke that joined he was um He was, a he, uh, was and still is to this day, like an AT&T, um, telephone guy. So he's like a, like a union guy, which is like to us back then, especially we were just like, holy shit, this dude's like way rich. And so he kind of like took care of us and like, I don't know, I probably like still owe that dude like $700 from like 2006 or something. I don't even know. But, uh, he, he always kind of like held the lease on the communal shop and like he had a, uh. 80 something um Chevy van a conversion van that we called chocolate thunder but uh yeah dude that van life i, I you got a van right yeah
0: i definitely don't call what it kind it chocolate of van thunder dude that'd be sick
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude it was like one of those like brown conversion <laughs> vans with, like gold brown you know color so Nice. i think that thing was rolling in
0: style but yeah what a you got a van right yeah i got a i got a chevy uh, express van I've had nice. it for like forever like it's it's I'm so over it though like I've had it for so long I'm just like oh man I need a new vehicle <laughs> it's been it's been too <laughs> like yeah Lopez? I still drive oh, it to no. work because I only I like I literally work like a mile from my house so I was like I'm like uh, I can't like bring myself to like buy a new vehicle when like I when I live when I work one mile away I'm like You're I'm gonna good. drive this van one mile to work <laughs> and one mile home like I don't go anywhere else like <laughs>
1: Yeah, dude, you got to do, like, you got to do the, the hustle that I've done several times in my life, is I've been like, I'm going to buy a fuel-efficient car and save $200 a month, and then, like, a couple months later, I'll buy, like, another gas guzzler, and then, like, a little bit later, I'll be like, I need to buy a fuel-efficient car and save $200 a month. Like, dude, you're not saving shit. Like, you just were the idiot that two months ago bought another fucking gas guzzler. Yeah, yeah. The funny thing but, about
0: my van, it's... It, uh, it, it has a it has a Bourbon Bandit sticker like on the front window right now. Nice. like it's been there nice. for like fucking I don't know eight years or something.
1: <laughs> oh man, dude! I just gave up. I had a '98 Subaru Outback, and I'm like getting ready to sell it because I just got a new Subaru. And uh, like you know, I'm a dad. I gotta like take my kids to like functions and i can't have them like showing up in this like loud ass like open pipe rusted out subaru you know (laughs) so finally i like broke down and bought like a nicer subaru but my old one has all the good fucking stickers on it and i'm so bummed i'm just crushed like some of them are like yeah like um i've got like an old black black like peugeot gasket sticker on it it's like you know like man i don't have any more of those and there's one from like a radio show that i used to listen to in milwaukee that like that radio show is like not even on the air anymore. I'm oh like, ah, I'm not going to be able to replace that. And, I don't know. I just want to like, take the whole tailgate and just like mount it in the shop or something. But
0: like, I mean, that, this, I, is a, this is a pro tip dude. kids. Got to think long and hard before you put those stickers on stuff.
1: <laughs> i know well that's the problem you just sticker paralysis and then you just fucking die with like a giant manila folder of like awesome stickers and your kids are like cleaning your shit out and they're like oh yeah what is this crap like i'll throw all these away you know
0: no. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah i still have that i have a, I have a full of stickers I have, and i have another one full of like all my rally pins and stuff it's like it's oh like, man yeah, Dude, I, my- like, I took them all off the cut you know
1: <laughs> for real yeah, and the pin thing, like I used to rock pins, but you lose them all the time. Then you get bummed. Yeah, like
0: I would just lose pins all the fucking time. and I'd be like, "Where's
1: my fucking that pin? Oh
0: shit, I lost it!" Damn it. <laughs> yeah, Zach from the so, yeah, Squad has like a like a pin cushion kind of like frame picture thing that has like. Oh, all that's a good idea. Like, yeah, that's a smart idea, dude. So you don't just lose them. Yeah, all. I should do that because those are like that's
1: like one of the other like little art. Like scene art things that people always, I don't know, are people still doing like those little pins? I haven't seen them in a while. Yeah, but.
0: I haven't. Like, it's been yeah. like a thing, like, it kind of fell away. Like, some clubs still have them. Like, you know, they'll just like have it for swag and we'll give them out at the rallies and stuff. Like, Rebels still, still buy them. Yeah. And then like, yeah. now you can get fancy ones. You can get the enameled pins, which are like, you know, oh, yeah. size or fucking, they're wild. Yeah. You get cool pins now.
1: Yeah. Well, like, the sticker game has gotten so good. Like, yeah. you can get high quality stickers so cheap. Like, Back in the day, like you couldn't, you know, you had to like either know somebody was like a vinyl cutter and then like vinyl cut them and pick them. Like, mm-hmm. dude, oh, I remember weeding, like
0: weeding stickers.
1: Uh, do like the week before a rally, you just like sit on your kitchen table for like two hours every night and just like pick stickers because you were like oh we gotta have them for the rally packs yeah. like dude i just picked like 150 <laughs> fucking stickers like i'm gonna kill myself yeah, fuck
0: that, that shit sucks <laughs> dude i'm speaking yeah, of stickers, then, like dude. for like
1: months there's just like little sticker fragments like stuck to everything in your fucking kitchen yeah. like of you're stickers, washing your clothes and like sticker fragments
0: all over you're like damn i got the uh um, yeah now you can order them yeah i got the new brute squad stickers uh same that guy designed your t-shirt like designed uh, yeah, like John. for them, dude. I saw that and man. man he's crazy.
1: Good. Isn't he? Yeah. I love his. Art. Yeah. yeah. He's killing yeah,
0: it. I saw him but yeah, they, sure. Scottie, I got, they got, they sent me some this week. I'm like, Oh, these are sick.
1: Yeah, yeah, dude. I hope like, I know he's like starting to get probably like, it seems like he's, I mean, he's a professional artist. Like he's been in the game for a minute and he's mm-hmm. got like clients and stuff. And, um, uh, really, really good dude, but uh, I definitely have that feeling. Like, that was how that shirt came about. Like, uh, I was like looking at his stuff on Instagram, and I remembered from like back in, I don't even know, in, like 2009 or 10, maybe I was at a rally, might have been like Chicago. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was Chicago because like the way you party in Chicago, <laughs> you tend to have a lot of ideas and like conversations with like a lot of like ideas and they don't always like come together you know so I was at like a rally in Chicago and I was talking to Pat Perry who was in Ghost Riders I think at the time and I remember I think he was like pretty young like he might have even still been like in college or maybe even team 19 at the time mm-hmm. and i was like oh yeah man i'm gonna get you do a shirt blah 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 and i i seemed like in my i don't know if this is accurate but in my mind i remember him being like oh like 200 bucks or something i don't know and i remember being like 200 dollars holy <laughs> shit like that's way so much and then like two or three years later i was like i talked to somebody and i was like oh yeah that's when you do a shirt for us. he's like are you sure because he's like kind of famous now and i was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> and i never checked because maybe, maybe he'd still be cool enough to be like oh yeah sure i'll still do your shirt but yeah, i, I doubt i don't even dollars. know what happened to that guy. Yeah. yeah he's he might be on instagram i'm so bad at like i always forget like all these people that like have passed through my life like i could probably find them on instagram now because like you know mm-hmm. they're probably out there like creating shit And doing, i kind of like it like it's it's nice for that sort of thing like you just see what people are creating, and you don't have to see that they're like Trump supporters or like. <laughs> it's
0: like, Yo, what's, like your, what's your art like? Sick? I'm into yeah. It's yeah.
1: Sick I'm like, oh, check out this cool hot rod I built. And then two posts later, end abortion. It's killing fetuses. You're like, oh fuck, dude! God damn it! You look cool for a second. Yeah. Like, I thought you were cool. Like, now just, I have to hear about your bullshit. Like, just like, avoid, keep that shit on just avoid all of that. <laughs> Yeah. Anytime I see anybody post anything political on Instagram, I'm like, nope. <laughs> like, just, get you off my feed. Like,
0: like, fuck I just wanna, you. I just you know, wanna live in a bubble and play mopeds.
1: <laughs> yeah, really. It's like I don't know, man. That's I'm 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 like involved. I'm not like super involved in motorsport stuff, but I've been like my whole life. I've always been like, you know, into like various like motorsports hobbies. You know, and and you always like the vehicle or whatever is like. That's like half the reason, or maybe even less. Like it's it's always about the people you meet, you know what I mean? But like every every motorsport or like vehicle hobby, like definitely has like a vibe, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) So like I'm like I've got a '68 Ford pickup truck that I'm like I've been restoring since I lived in North Carolina, and Mm -hmm. I've driven it like as like a just kind of like a ratty like classic car or whatever, you know, for years. Yeah, and uh. There's a Ford pickup truck forum, and like, holy fuck, dude! I am not going on the OT on that <laughs> <arm>. like, <laughs> you like You feel not, <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, it's like I'll come on here and look up a wiring diagram, <laughs> or like, host, like how I rebuild my steering box. But holy shit, dude! We are not like getting into politics with these dudes, you
0: know? Down the, down the rabbit hole, dude. <laughs> ah, dude, it's so, it's so,
1: it's so wild. Yeah. Like, like, I at, um, don't know.
0: Uh, Detroit Moped Works is doing that uh, AI art like competition thing right now, oh, like, yeah. And I was yeah. just like, I like I did that a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh yeah, I was just like, oh like you know, me Mid Journey some fucking moped designs. You know, I was like, oh, it was fun. It was a fun little experiment. They they qu- couldn't quite get vintage moped quite right. They were always getting a little oh, okay. weird. But um, but I was like, yeah, dude. Like uh, someone made some posts like bitching about it already. Like. I was like, dude, once you start doing AI art shit, like, people are gonna, like, come out the woodworks, it's like, dude, this is fucking stealing. (laughs) They fucking use artists to fucking train them and, like, and I get it, yeah. But I was just like, mm-hmm. I was like, I just like, oh, I want to poke the bear a little bit. It's like, I'm like, yo, bro, but isn't like all the same, man? You know, like, you know, you, I get inf- uh. I, my homie builds a cool maxi. I get influenced by his maxi, and then I build a similar looking maxi, and now we're both ripping dicks into the sunset, bro. You know, just like live and let live, like. <laughs> and then like, um, they replied but, I was like "Oh, I'm not like, I'm not going back yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm not going to read Man, that's a third rail for
1: sure <laughs> dude I don't know it's weird like even in engineering like they had we were at like a conference for SolidWorks a couple weeks ago and they're like telling us all the new features in SolidWorks and they were like oh and if you click here and click here it knows that you want to put holes in all these places and then it just puts the holes there for you yeah. and isn't that great and I was like I'm like sitting in my head I'm like this is this is how I get replaced. Like <laughs> this <laughs> well, is literally how my job like goes away. Like, holy get, shit. you just
0: get really efficient at using it. And it makes you like a thousand times more efficient. And then you can like uh, do all the things. It's it already,
1: yeah. It's already gotten that way. Like it used to be where you'd have like a designer and an engineer and the engineer would like do the engineering and the designer would do the designing and like actually do the blueprints.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: uh, with like SolidWorks and all that stuff, like now the engineer just has to draw all their own shit and basically do the work of two people for like even less money than (laughs) you know, you used to get paid because you were like more specialized back in the day. And Mm -hmm. like you'll work with old engineers and like, Oh, everything sucks nowadays. This used to be a cool job. (laughs) We used to have like two fucking martini lunches and, you know (laughs) blah blah blah. We had respect and now yeah yeah. It's like, well it's I funny. don't know, man. Well, you can't yeah. fight, like, you can't stand in the way of progress, you know? Yeah.
0: I mean, it's the same thing in fucking, in printing. Like, I, I do t-shirts and stuff, and it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like screen printing by hand. It's like, cool, that's how everyone learns. So, it used to be fucking wooden frames and shit, and now you get, like, some yep. high-tech, like, like, six mesh thread counts and like aluminum frames and all this shit and and then you learn how to use an automatic And you're like yes now i'm a skilled dude i know that you're on an automatic i can set up i can do all this stuff and then it's like the systems get better and better and it's like oh you can now there's people who can like try lock and set up like eight color automatic jobs without even trying because they use like this little cheat system that just puts all the frames in the same place. It's like, okay, okay. And then it's like, Oh, now (laughs) there's DTG and you can just use this giant computer printer to print on the t-shirt. You just push, you just upload the art and you push a button and now you have a shirt done. And now it's like, yeah, dude, even the newer shit is like this, like thing called DTF. It's like direct to film. And it's like, huh? Like, Oh, you don't want to do this like nine color job and screen and spend, you know, a hundred dollars in screens and like all the time and effort and labor into like burning these screens and prepping and taping and setting up and mixing ink. You're like, huh, I'm just going to run these eight colors on, on high quality digital transfers and we'll use a heat press and they'll look awesome with half the effort. Like, yeah, (laughs) that's it's, it's all happening, but it's like they're put to me, like to me, they're all tools. Like all that stuff has like a place and like, it's just about like learning how to like utilize it like in the in the right way to make yeah, your like, work easier. My like,
1: I don't get too upset about it because I'm always like, I'm always like willing to learn the new thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always stoked for the new thing yeah. more than I miss the old thing. You know, and I'm I'm 36 now. I'm starting to get to the age where like certain shit is just like. Yeah, like one of my coworkers the other day was like hitting me up on like Teams Messenger or something and I'm like, No, no, like you can email me, you can call me, you can walk over to my desk, you can text me, you can call my cell phone. Like we're not adding another fucking communication thing, like, nope, not doing it, you know? Yeah. And like I remember when I like started and there was like old dudes that were like, No, I don't do email yeah. And I was like, How can you not fucking do email? And now I'm like now I'm the fucking don't do email guy for this yeah. generation. You're the, you're the old you know. Boomer.
0: Like I'm like I don't, we don't, don't like, <laughs> like we don't have Slack at work because there's like it's like a handful yeah. of us. Like you don't need to Slack me. Like, like yeah, <laughs> yell across the shop, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: But yeah, it's like yeah, you gotta you gotta just stay stoked about the new thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like that's that's kind of what it always comes down to. Is it's like as long as you you're always like excited for what's coming next and willing to learn. It's like I think people just get scared. Like, I was, like,
0: I'm stoked for, like, the new things, but at the same time, like, I don't have the time to, like, implement the new things. It's, yeah. like, we could, like, at work, like as, a, for, as far as a work standpoint, we could totally, like, gain so much more efficiency if we, like, used all these programs and did all this stuff that helped us stay organized and, like, plan and, like, but there? we're always so busy. There's no time to, like, you know, okay, I need to dedicate 40 hours to, like, learning this program in and out. So that I can teach everyone else how to do it or like set up train you or something to teach everyone else how to do it for me. Like that's it, all these things, it's effort and time that I don't have. <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. No, I hear that, dude. And like too, I was talking to John about those shirts, you know, and we were talking about getting them made and stuff, and like with some of that um direct printing or whatever it's print, called, dye demand. Print on demand. Stuff, print on demand. And like, I, uh, like, I love the way a screen printed t-shirt like wears out, you know, mm-hmm. I have like, I have t-shirts I printed in high school, like that I still own. I don't fit them anymore, but <laughs> like, <laughs> I still own them, you know, and I've got like all my old moped rally shirts. I, just, I love the way that like a handcrafted screen t-shirt like breaks in. And I love the way that it like looks as it like, you know, it's that like wabi-sabi thing, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it, It gains beauty, you know, as it like, as it like shows the evidence of its, of its, um, you know, usage and like all the, all my mopeds, like most of my mopeds are like stock paint patina mopeds. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just really love like the way that like things develop character over time. And I just don't trust that like those printing technologies are gonna wear in the same way. I don't know. I mean, they haven't been around yeah. long enough, you know.
0: The directed garment stuff will definitely wear in, and you'll get that faded, like distressed, kind of aging look. Like, but it'll happen. Directed garment is gonna happen a lot faster. Like instead oh, of it, yeah. instead of it being like a couple years, and then and now you still have this shirt that looks pretty decent, but you can see the cracks and it's starting to come, you know, break down a little bit like, it'll happen within, like, a year or two, like, because cause the, cause the wash, like, limit, like, it's, it's way lower, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not about that. <laughs> yeah, <It's laughs> That's like, not my style. I like stuff that's, like, built to last, but then, like, I like to see the character on it, so, you know, like, uh, you know Shinya Kimura, you know who that is, the Harley guy? No. He builds, like, uh, he's, like, a uh, He's like a chopper. I don't even know. Can't even like really give him a name because like he kind of defies convention. But he's a, he's an artist, a sculptor that like sculpts antique Harley's and does these like just crazy. I guess you'd call them like choppers, but they're they're they kind of defy like traditional you know chopper norms. But he's he's written and like he's been in some interviews and stuff that I've read where he's like talking about it, and that was actually kind of like. like um, I got into like the metal casting stuff a few years ago and I'm, I'm really like into that. And I, mm-hmm. I like, I like the idea of like these parts that I like create with these kind of like quasi old school technologies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea being that like there's um, when you're, when you're designing a part and when you're going through the process of like conceptualizing it's something that you're going to like bring into reality and give life to mm-hmm. slowing down and taking that time to like work through the old school craftsmanship process. You're actually spending more time like thinking about how that part gets made and you're, you're actually creating something that like has more like emotional significance to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, catch. It, yeah and like some of the screens that i shot when i was in high school that i still have like i i've i just fucking love those shirts because like i i worked on them you know and mm-hmm. it, it's kind of that like if you know that story like uh, the petite prince where it's like uh, you know I, I love it because i've tamed it or i've loved it i love it because i've cared for it it's kind of the idea is like mm-hmm. you love something more because of the work like the work that you put into it is what you get out of it and with with everything with like the moped stuff is it's, it's all about that putting that love into it in a way that, you know, you can, when you, when you ride it, that, that comes back to you, yeah. you know, and you feel that. And, and so that's kind of like my whole, like, <laughs> it's like my whole, my whole deal, you know?
0: So as far as like a uh, moped factory and like parts you've made and stuff, do you like what parts have you made over the years to kind of like give you that feeling like, you know, that you kind of ah. hold on to.
1: I started doing the heads to begin with, um, nobody was making heads, um, like for kits, like nobody made like different, like, I think Europe, like K-Star had like a 45 millimeter pook head, uh, that you could buy, but I don't think anybody in America was like stocking it. And then what, what kind of, so even my, like my very first moped, I didn't know much about like performance tuning, but I knew like from four stroke stuff and lawnmower racing type stuff and shit that I worked on, like, if you want more power, you got to give it higher compression. So like my very first moped, like before I knew anything about mopeds, I didn't know about pipes. I didn't know about like different cars you could put on them. I didn't know shit. Like didn't have any idea that there was such a thing as a moped performance part. I knew that like I could port it and I knew that I could put a higher compression head on it. So I like made my first high compression head probably in like 2004, five ish. Um, cause I started wanting to like get more performance out of my bike and then I was just like making them for myself for years. Like I just, if, you know, if I needed one, I just made one. Um, and then some people like knew I was doing that, and I was talking to people at rallies, and they were like, "Shit was overheating," and I was like, "Well, yeah. I mean, you're running a fucking stock head on it. Of course it's overheating." And they're like, "Well, what? What do you mean? Like, what else do you do?" <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh yeah, you got you got a machine in the head. Like obviously, you know." So um, I started making. Like, the very first one I did, or the very first one I, like, started selling was this Polini head, um, and I've actually got one to wrap tonight, um, and, yeah, I know, dude, oh, this isn't, like, this is the, like, final iteration of it, but, like, the first ones I did were super crude, but, um, people started, like, MLM started making pipes basically in, like, 2006, I want to say, or 7, maybe, was when, like, Devin started putting like making better pipes. Mm-hmm. And as soon as people started running MLM pipes, like their shit started overheating and seizing right away. And so that was when I was like, Oh yeah, well, you know, your shit's overheating. Cause you, you got a, the wrong head on it, you know? So I started making those. And I think right after that, um, we were working on like hobbits and the hobbits were all overheating. And so I started like making some hobbit heads and, um, eventually got to the point where I was just like, I was just like cranking those out one at a time. And we had a machine shop at school um, at MSOE and uh, um, I would like go in the machine shop, like after hours, <laughs> like I got like, I had like key card access and you weren't supposed to be in there, but I would like sneak in there at night. And so I'd go in there at like six o'clock at night after everyone went home and I would like sit there with a stack of heads and just like machine heads one at a time, you know, like put my headphones on and just listen to some music and crank out heads. Um like, I definitely was not supposed to be doing that, yeah. Um, and so I did that for a couple years, and then it got like to the point where it got big enough that I found another machine shop, and those guys let me run the heads over there. And then I was like a little bit more above the board, yeah. Um, and like those guys were making them for me up until pretty recently the Storkles. Um, and then Dan, who's the machinist, he ended up getting cancer in 2020 and barely made it. Um, but he's like one lung now and so um, yeah like the six heads that are sitting on my shelf might be the only six that I ever am able to make although I could potentially probably find some other people to make them but they wouldn't be I don't know but uh, yeah so um, yeah I did those for years and years like when we had our kid I had to just like come up with money with a quickness we had our our kid in 2011 kind of out of um, unexpectedly and so I had to like just come up with money and at the time i was making that and i was doing some um i was doing a tomos intake manifold i was doing those hobbit variator rollers um i did a bracket to mount stock hook exhaust onto magnum frames because like nobody had done that um so i made like this little like, goofy little bracket <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, like adapted a stock uh poop exhaust to go on a magnum frame because like a flat port Magnum exhaust was not a thing. Um, and so people put kits on Magnums and all of a sudden like there was no pipe to go on it. So I was doing those for a, a while back in the day. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I've made. I've just made like a lot of, I did a bunch of like braced clutches, um, back in the day, like Devin and Nate bandit and Gabe came up um, along with this guy salty from northern Wisconsin who's been like part of the the crank scene for a long time yeah um, and salty's actually like he's like a maintenance guy at a um hillshire farm um <laughs> sausage factory in northern Wisconsin and so he's got some like pretty solid shops and he like knows how to run machine tools and stuff so we like all four of us just like sat in a machine shop and we're like, okay, how the fuck do we get these clutches to stop exploding so we like <laughs> and there with like angle grinders and like bandsaws and like making the first like clutch braces and like figuring out how to like get the uh, um the trick we came up with was like putting the um the flathead screw and like countersinking it but like countersinking it so that when you drill down you actually drill into the post with mm-hmm. the countersink counter countersink like goes into the post yeah. and then the actual like taper of the head is actually holding against the plate rather than, like, relying on just kind of, like, um, whatever to line up. So uh, we, we worked on that together and, like, did did some of those. And, I don't know, just, like, all kinds of whatever weird shit I felt like I could make a buck off of, you know? But I, I never really, like, since I've had, like, a real job and been graduated and shit, like, I I, I sure as hell don't make money at it, you know? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's, like,
0: the hustle of mopeds. It's, like, a lot of effort and, like, <laughs> like... Oh like, yeah. The game's yeah, small sure. and like kind of spread out at times. It's like yeah. how how many heads can you like sell, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, and then like, especially if I wholesale it, like I'm not really making anything at that point. And on, on the last couple batches of those palini heads, like I had my machine shop guys make it, and then I wholesaled it to DOS. And I think like by the time it was all said and done, I might've made like $15. I'm like, like less than a dollar ahead, you know, cause I was like paying somebody to make them and then like sending them to dose, uh, you know, basically at cost. So I was like making like literally no money and having to take the time to like put them in boxes, label them, QC, everything, like every part I've ever sold, I've like physically held in my hand and like looked at,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, and that's like, that's huge for me. Like I, I have to know that what I'm putting out is like, the best shit and like definitely like what i expect to put out
0: so like, where's the where's I'm the mini here. lathe in your basement bro
1: i got i got a lathe and i have a cfc machine actually but it doesn't run quite yet uh the lathe works I, I like i make stuff i posted on ma yesterday i made a head for um john i i, I set him up with a a35 uh, in trade for the t-shirts the like perfect moped deal like i built him a A thirty-five, because his got stolen out of the back of his car. (laughs) Like he posted, like like I talked to him about doing the, uh, I talked to him about doing the t-shirt, and like a week later, he posted that like his motor that he like just rebuilt got stolen out of the back of his car. And I was like, I am your man. (laughs) Like (laughs) I will go to my shelf of like seven A thirty-fives and pick you a good one.
0: (laughs) Like what a what a what a shitty thing to get stolen. It's like, dude, you know that's not going to do anything with it. Like they can't do shit with that. dude my
1: brother in i don't even remember when but my brother was living in milwaukee and he had a minivan and his minivan got stolen and the back of his minivan was a freshly rebuilt derby flat raid motor that he's like just finished and it had like a metric kit on it and he was like super stoked because it was like it was like the bike to like you know how like you get you like you We've all done this, like, we build, like, the bike to end all mopeds, but, like, this will be the one. Your flex bike,
0: dude. (laughs) Everyone's gonna have the one that's gonna flex on all the boys.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're like, I'm just gonna build, like, one, like, this is my last moped. And, like, my poor brother, like, I literally think it was kind of, like, he's had other bikes since then, he's, like, kept his shit running, but he hasn't, like, really put work into, like, a build Mm -hmm. since then, because I think it just, like, totally kicked him in the balls. Ah, oh, dude, I know. And then the way it was even worse is that his fucking—he had like a halfway decent mountain bike in the back. Oh, I was man. like, dude, it's fucking Milwaukee. Like your shit's gonna get jacked. Like what are you thinking? You know. But you can't say that to somebody when their shit gets stolen. Like he yeah. doesn't listen to this podcast anyway. <laughs> like you know you don't want to be like dude what the fuck you know but you kind of have that reaction it's like dude like what were you thinking but yeah that knowledge that like oh yeah this motor like that i just spent six hundred dollars and rebuilt with like you know my fucking bleeding you know fingertips like you know oh yeah it's gonna get sold to a fucking crackhead for like five dollars in scrap aluminum like wow fucking awesome you know like
0: (laughs) that's got to be the worst feeling that statement of like you know we've all built tried to build that bike that's going to be the <laughs> the bike and you're just like and and then saying to yourself this is the last time like how many times <laughs> i've told myself that, that right there like this is this is this is the last one this is the last like from the ground up all the bells and whistle no. build you know like <laughs>
1: Dude, and then what's, what sucks the worst is that, like, after you build it and some little stupid thing goes wrong, you're just, like, so fucking over it that you don't want to fix it. And then what bike do you ride is, like, the fucking homos that you, like, <laughs> slapped a kid on with a fucking broken bike turbo baffle and, like, still doesn't have a working rear brake. And you're just like, ah, I'm just going to fucking throw a cheap kid on this and ride it until it blows up, and then I'll rebuild it right. And then, like, and it 10 never, years later, and it never blows that up. goddamn homos
2: <laughs> is still running
1: you're like, fuck, like, yeah, oh man, so much, like this motor I built for John, was like, I got it with a, like a really shitty, and actually the bike that I, I did like that bike boxing, like how to ship a moped for a hundred bucks video for Maze. Yeah. it was that bike, and, uh, it was a bike that was like on Craigslist, like way in the fucking middle of nowhere, and... The dude, it was like, I, I want to say it was like a hundred or 150 bucks or whatever. And I messaged the guy and I was like, well, like worst case scenario, there'll be like a couple parts on it I can use. I got home and there wasn't a single part on it. Like it was Damn. just trash, <laughs> but the motor inside was mint. Like it was just freaking pristine inside, like brand new clutches. Um, so it was like, it's the thing where it's like, okay, if I was going to keep this bike and put like a nasty kit on it and like rip it. I'm gonna end up replacing all this good shit anyway, so like it's kind of like sad, like not sad. It's kind of a waste, you know, to like take a perfectly good inside motor mm-hmm. and like throw away a perfectly good crank, throw away like perfectly good clutches, like grind the cork off of them because that's what I'm gonna do, you know, uh, and realign them. So I was like, oh, this actually works out really good because here's dude getting like a totally like you know. Really crispy bottom end with just a mild kit. And that Dose kit, like, holy crap. I don't know if you've you bought one of them yet.
0: No. Yeah. Those Dose Tomos kits. No, yeah, I don't rock Tomoses, bro. I got, like, one just because it's pretty and I keep it. I know, them. but you're like, fixing <laughs> up bikes other people, right? Like, you build and flip them, don't you? Uh, not in a while, dude. I, I had to get out of the, that Tomos flip game. It's so time-intensive, bro. <laughs> uh
1: yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Well, anyone just listening, don't sleep on that Dose kit because it is... Really nice, like way nicer than it should be. For like, I want to say it's like eighty bucks.
0: That's pretty. I don't even price. know. It's like,
1: ch- yeah, dude, it's a crazy good price. Like, I would put that shit on a pook if you don't mind, like cutting and welding your exhaust. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in those
0: cheap kits, dude. If I go in pook dude, I'm going, and it's just it's not for me. I'm going TCCD, dude. Those things cost 60 bucks (laughs) and the the Michael (laughs) do 40s. Like, you're fine. That's (laughs) what else do you need for $60? Like, a replacement piston's 20 bucks. Like, get out of town. Heck yeah.
1: You can't go wrong. And there's room to grow with them, too. Like, you can put a nasty pipe on them and get them into the 50s pretty easy. Yeah.
0: Nothing like a mild, a nice, mild moped, dude.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, dude, that's like all the shit I build anymore is just pretty much lame. Like, <laughs> it's like, I don't know, like, I've got a Maxi with an Aerosol 65 that just, like, runs. Like, I don't do shit to it. I don't have to change the transmission oil. I don't have to fuck with the chain. I don't have to, like, worry about, like, what jet jetted at. It's just like, oh, does it doesn't have gas? Yeah, okay, I'm riding that to the farmer's market. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's rad.
0: I feel that's it's kinda good. like how like we've all gotten in, like in our olden times of mo- of of being in mopeds. It's like everything's chill now. It's just like, yeah, like I check the site every once in a while, you know, see what's going on in the threads, you know, like uh, pl- try to plan and get hit a rally or two, like fix my bikes here and there. It's all good, you know. Dude, I fixed yeah, the rally's sure. coming up this week or next weekend. We have the ride and chatter here in Richmond, and I'm like and it's like I had like no running mopeds. And I'm like, all right, I need to work on mopeds. And like hey, what's
1: up with the fox? Is that down?
0: Um, the kickstart bound up. I wrote it to work. Like it, like they just ride, run, ran all the time. There was no problems with it. Like it's just like, oh, like something happened. The Kickstarter bound up and I had to like you know, catch a ride home and like I towed it home. And I left it in the rain for two days, and then I was like, "Okay, I guess I'll put it in the garage and work on it now." It's like, "Oh, you know, you've been bad. I'm gonna leave you outside in the rain."
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, you gotta. Treat him mean, keep him keen. <laughs> and then I, I, I brought, know, that, that's been canceled too. I'm not supposed
0: to say that. <laughs> yeah, I brought, I brought that in the garage. Lopez.
1: I'm in Don't be offended. <laughs> exactly.
0: Just my Just chill. Just
2: my
0: But I sold my Cobra. <laughs> So like I and I I told you I'd fix it. So I, I I ordered a piston. I put a piston in that last weekend and fired it up. And like so that's running again. Um, but it's getting sold next weekend. And then I put the fox on the bench. I fixed that. The the kickstart spring was like all like bound up and like you know like those does all the parts that move like just like need lube mm-hmm. every once a while. So it's like okay. And so I like lubed up all the kickstart pieces and like you know like the little teeth uh, yeah
1: like that's the, a real thing like sometimes just taking shit apart and looking at it and putting it back together fixes it yeah <laughs> in the way like it was like i don't know what i did i just took it apart i looked at it
0: I put some it oil apart, on it, back together. it put some grease in there totally right? like the it's got a really weird kickstart like mechanism and like the little piece inside like you could see like one of like something happened like one of the teeth that kind of already had like a little nick in it like one of the teeth gaps were closed and like so i just kind of like, set it like past that point where it's like oh cool like whatever i was skipping not even worry about it being lazy and this time i was like all right cool i pulled out the dremel and like cut the teeth gap open again so like it could move like it should and like I, that seemed to fix it so that's working and then i and then i fixed the box like on instagram live like last night or whatever the derby box like broke at the philly <laughs> rally and that's been down since philly and I was like, man, like, it just lost spark. And I was like, I know exactly what happened. I even like, I'm not even going to look at it first. I, I just ordered an HPI stator. Because I was like, every once in a while, an HPI stator will just kill itself for no reason.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I was like, whatever. Dude, like. I hate that about them. Just <laughs> yeah, they're great. They're awesome. Like, they give you sick low end. They're easy to tune. Like, the lights are decent. Like, they're great additions. But every once in a while, they just die for no reason yeah. whatsoever. So I literally just, like, ordered a stator. <laughs> put it on, and I'm like, oh, look, it's got spark again. The bike still had a full tank of gas in it from the rally. Like, <laughs> I was like, all right, and sick, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even and like, it. dude, I didn't even, um, I cheated, like I didn't even set my timing. I was like, ooh, before I take this like flywheel <laughs> off, I'm just gonna like turn the crank all, all the way to the piston stop, and just like draw a mark with a Sharpie, like where the line's at. <laughs> and I was like, and I just like, turn the crank back to the piston stop, and I'll like hit it on there, and like, it, it, should, it should be close enough and it fired right up oh, yeah. so i'm like I'm, yeah. not, I'm not worried about it i might check it like to be smart but like <laughs> is that a Metra on there or is it yeah the little aerosol metro um yeah crank do those run HBI, hot or are they pretty forgiving it's pretty decent like i've I had a temp gauge yeah. but like it doesn't work anymore and so like i'm like, <laughs> like the, the bike runs so like, it's made it through two yeah. rallies without blowing up so i'm like nice. all right cool like i'm not worried about it i'll just send it I got new tires. Yeah, that's like sure. the biggest thing. Cause like the tires on it, like are like, they're mismatched. Like well, the front's like, you know, like a rounded tire, the back one's kind of like a square tire. And like, and like, I've definitely had moments where like, it's a little slick and I go to take like a turn at a stoplight and the backing just slips out for no reason. Like you have to like fucking catch yourself. And I'm like, okay, it's time to put new tires on the moped, like bite the bullet, which is funny. Like that's like the easiest like thing in mopeds. Like, Oh, let me change a tire. But that's like the last shit I want to do. Like, Oh, Oh yeah, take, I gotta take the wheel off. Like, <laughs> I know,
1: right, dude? I'm like that when it comes to like rebuilding fork seals. Like, there's a running joke amongst like my friends that I just like put off <laughs> doing fork seals forever, mm. and then I always like text them at like one in the morning when I get them done, and I'm like, "Hey guys, that was super easy. Like, why didn't you tell me to do this like two years ago?" Like, <laughs> we did. It's and like, like Sh- shut up! You're such an idiot. God, you know. <laughs> My one friend, like, no matter what, he's like, hey, your fork seals are leaking. Like, doesn't matter if they're leaking or not. He's just like, hey, looks like your fork seals are leaking just because he knows how bad it makes it.
0: <laughs> just
1: exactly. fuck him with yeah. me, you know.
0: But yeah, but yeah I, don't, I don't know.
1: I don't know why. I just get real fucking cranky about it. As stupid. It's easy. Just some yeah. of that stuff just builds up in your head, and then you're like, I don't want to do it. I just don't want to yeah. do it.
0: Like so much, so much of mopeds is like easy at this point. Like, cause it's all like repeat, you know, once you've done it for yeah. a couple times, like everything you do is like, like, it's, like, unless, unless you're trying to like recreate the wheel, you know, do some wild next level shit. It's all like pretty yeah. simple. It's like, all right, cool. Put in a piston, make sure the green gap's <laughs> good. make sure the fucking piston drops. Like, you know, like, Oh, let me set the timing. Okay. Like, wire the lights you know yeah. there's a kill switch You know we, we, We're so used to Doing the things That half the time I just like Don't want to do them Out of just like Pure like laziness Like I'm like I don't want to work On stuff right now
1: like, I just, Dude <laughs> just, I know But Yeah I, I worked with this guy At Harley And oh sorry Continue no, I don't no, know I cut you off no,
0: no you're good I was just saying like, I I feel accomplished Like I've, I fix Three mopeds In a week uh, Or two Hell weeks yeah, Or whatever So I'm like Alright cool Like I feel Feel good about that And I got a bike To ride <laughs> at the rally And I got a loaner For a homie that's why it's great.
1: Like you get that reward so quick. <laughs> like three hours of work and you've got a running engine. You're like,
0: yes, yeah. You feel good. You feel good. Like <laughs>
1: then yeah. you need to go to bed right away because if you stay up and start fucking with another one at one in the morning, <laughs> oh no, dude, I can't. Like one in the morning.
0: Like <laughs> I just like. Oh yeah, dude. I work so much. I literally like I'll just fall asleep on the couch like without trying. Like I'll just sit on the couch and okay. chill and like I'm like, all right, dude, cool. Eleven o'clock. I think I might make it to midnight. <laughs> And I wake up at three AM. Nope. Like, oh, uh, I should go to bed now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get from like like nine PM to like eleven. Is like, like, is like the only time out of the entire day that's mine. Like, literally two hours out of twenty four is like all that I get. You know, yeah. it's just like I got to make it count. You know, and
0: that's why I don't go to sleep early. People are like, oh, why don't you ever go to? Why don't you go to bed at a normal time? I'm like, dude, because like I have no like, time. <laughs> yeah, like my like right now, I'm already like running into like my like. Watch the kid time, like, cause like he yeah. doesn't want to sleep like normal. Oh, like, so I go like, he'll, like yeah. go to sleep for a little bit, and then I wake up, and then it's like, all right, I have to watch him, you know, between like yeah. nine yeah. to like. 11 whenever he falls back asleep, and then I'm like, all right, sick. I have this hour to myself to watch anime or fucking the the new fucking like show on Netflix or something, and like just scroll endlessly on my cell phone. Like, yeah, I gotta Uh, gotta catch up on a day of memes. Like, I have like 50 shirts that I need to like repost on that rally fucking t shirt page. Like, people keep sending me shirts. I'm like stoked on them. Like, I got so many old ones that are awesome, but I'm like, ah. guys, I have, like, one hour a day where I can post this stuff.
1: Dude, you know, I was thinking with that, I had another idea, because that's that's awesome, by the way, and thanks for doing that, because I never would have done that. It's dude, like, that fucking... sparked
0: from our conversation, man. Like, I told everyone, <laughs> I was like, dude, I had this talk with Graham, and, like, we were talking about, like, why wow, there's no thing for this, and I was like, fuck it, I'm doing it right now.
1: Dude, I'm, I'm full of ideas like that, but I'm currently, like, designing new A35 intake manifolds, making... Weird, like, rubber spacers, uh, you know, like, doing, like, 700 things at once, you're rebuilding. Max, you're maxed out of you know. free time. I'm maxed. <laughs> but, I, like, my brain is still, like, wired, you know? So I'm Ooh. kind of like, oh, it'd be cool if somebody would. But um, the other idea I was thinking is, like, if you could, because it's you and, like, the fucking moped t-shirt god could, like reach out to some of the people because i guarantee you somebody's got those vectors on like a dusty hard drive somewhere they could bust out i, I literally and had like,
0: this same conversation with maitland i was like dude like yes. I, I, think, I think the end all like reissue this, yeah i was like i think the end all of this page like the rally moped tees i think i was like i think the end all of this page would be able to like contact each club that that shirt, you know, that has that the host of the rally who's had that rally shirt and contact them about like doing a print on demand setup, like where I we I don't have to print them and stock it. I could just like print them, yeah. and store and put them on a site. And then if anyone purchases like a T shirt from like this vintage rally, it gets shipped direct to their door. The club gets a cut, and I get like you yeah, know a payment for like the cost of goods and all that stuff. Or I was like, there could be some kind of like well, we just do this as, like, a charity towards Moped Army and, like, you know, a shirt gets sold, the proceeds, like, go to, like, a fucking kitty for, like, the national rally or for, like, you know, Moped Army fucking patches or fucking something. I don't know. That's
1: exactly the idea I had. And I was actually even thinking, like, because now some of, like, you know, the older MA people are, like, a little bit more paid like you could like charge like 40 or 50 bucks a shirt because you're doing print on demand and like, just make it kind of like, I don't feel like exclusive. Like you want to ice people out mm-hmm. but at the same time, like make it something where like people are giving that money to charity. So they like feel, you know, so it's like, it's cool that it's like a little bit more expensive because you're doing it kind of as like a fundraiser for, mm-hmm. like you said, yeah, national rally would be awesome or even like kicking like, some money to like pinball or uh Baker's dozen or like like, someone in the fucking
0: scene gets fucking like injured. We have a fucking like, you know, moped or hit by a little car pot, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. Have a fun. Like, yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking. Like, just kind of make them like, you know, like go ahead and make them a little bit expensive because it is something that's like kind of,
0: or, you know, or it could even be like a thing for just like, for just the clubs, like cool. Like your club hosts a rally every year. You guys know what it, what it's, what it takes to fucking, cough up the funds and put all this shit together. You got your club's small, you got five people, your club's like bigger, you got thirty people, but everyone's kicking in for the raffle and for the rally and for all this shit. And it's it's a it's an expense and it's hard. And so someone always comes out of pocket and like, you know, to host the rally, someone's always coming out, you know. For sure. So it'd be like, cool, like your club's like Say Upjet fucking kicks in for their fucking vector files or whatever, and get for their t-shirt getting printed on the man, and it just kicks back to that club, and the club can like do whatever the funds, what whatever they want with the funds, like put the money in your fucking club dues for fucking your rally next year.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, there's
0: a ton of ways. We yeah, go some of those that.
1: clubs are like defunct now. Yeah, too, you the, know the ones like, that
0: are that are dead. Do you just like you know we just kick it back into the fucking movement army?
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome, dude. That'd be a great idea if you like add it to the list of fucking eight hundred million things that you're trying to do and right. raise a kid.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, <laughs> I, I literally had that conversation about it with Maitland, and I was just like, yeah, like I think this would be sick, but like,
1: Tell <laughs> oh, to do it? What's he doing? Like posting pictures of weed on Instagram all day and like being single by himself?
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, the only <laughs> yeah. problem is like, do I have the do I do I want to want take take on that kind of like uh like uh work and effort like the teacher the easy but like just like yeah reaching out to all the people and getting them involved and being like okay how do you see us like doing with the funds are you willing yeah. to like you know let us reprint your t-shirts or is it like some classic like you know no one should ever get this have this shirt again because like i think there's mm-hmm. plenty of rallies that i've been like yo that shirt's super sick i'm bummed that I didn't go to the rally to get it like i've had that through my mind a thousand times like (laughs) that that rally shirt was awesome i I wish i could have been at the rally to get it like no like there should be a way where like cool like you guys have a rally and you have a shirt for sale and like there should be another way to sell it so anyone can get it i'm like i can be your guy dude like yeah (laughs) like i'll sell it on the site and we'll ship it through your door and you guys don't gotta worry about it make it easy yeah
1: dude it could be your know.
0: job. There's so many like, <laughs> that's, solid. Like, that's a solid hustle, you know? Like I mean, of- not just with moped stuff. What? There's so much stuff to do. Like we're doing this thing right oh, now. I'm actually like, in the middle of making a site. We're doing um like direct to film like transfers like for other people. So like if like someone wants to like kind of DIY their shirts, like, oh like we want to just like, you know print them at our at our house or buy our own t-shirts and do it or print them on whatever it's like cool well i can sell you guys a hundred transfers of your rally t-shirt design ah. and you can fr- press them at the rally all you need is a heat press and like bring whatever awesome. bring, bring your own shirt to the rally and get get whatever you want press with the rally logo
1: yeah the entire rally drives to like fucking Michaels.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think that be a fun idea like
1: instead of 75 selling a rally Instead of everyone roll to Michaels and just raid the fucking blank section. It'd Be
0: tight dude like instead of instead of instead of buying a rally shirt you just bring whatever you want and get it pressed.
1: <laughs> dude, I would I'd would do that. Yeah, actually I would I kind of need that for like my uh, Cub Scout group right now. Like oh, that'd yeah. be that'd be
0: perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. You at home with a little iron, dude, we got you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, dude, that's great,
0: dude. Let's get into this fucking raffle, dude. Let's get let's. let's, Yeah, uh, for sure. I was just gonna say we gotta
1: start wrapping this up. Holy crap! I told myself before doing this, I was like, don't be that guy that like just goes on about your stupid, (laughs) boring life for two hours, and then look what I did.
0: No, it's interesting. I totally am that guy. I'm sorry. I can't help it.
1: Uh, How do you want to do this? Like, we want to go in like some order, or
0: so. We could do two things. We could we could raffle off t- the two shirts that we said we were going to do, because that's kind of like what we, we what we announced last week or two weeks yep. ago, whenever it was. And yeah, let's do it. and then the other stuff you got, we could make cool. it like a one box prize or something. And I can raffle it off next week and just let you know who the winner is for that. Okay, I yeah, that I, don't, works I don't even know what the other stuff is.
1: Um, yeah, it's just, like, a bunch of crap that I've got, like, um, I've got a, um, two VA 50 fill plugs, I've got a Minarelli oil plug, a stainless hex head Minarelli oil plug, I got some Hobbit rollers, I got some, like, uh, grade 10 fucking premium zinc plated hardware kit that was, like, supposed to be a product that I was gonna sell, but I never did, but I just, like, have a bunch of them, (laughs) Uh, and then I have one... Of the legendary moped factory poop polini and which mm. may never ever get made again. Yeah, so, last,
0: last issue, dude, last run. Uh, the sixth on my shelf may be the last that ever exists dude. literally It's got- so. <laughs> like <laughs> hella <of> limited edition. <laughs> until, until you get that until you get that basement lave up and running.
1: <laughs> I know, dude,
0: but it's like I do stuff and then
1: I get bored like once I figured it out and then I'm just like, I don't really want to make that anymore. And then if I need one, then I'll be like, all right, I'll get 10 made. And then I put it on my shelf and I never tell anybody. Uh, and I just have like a man. bunch of weird shit on my shelf that's like made, but I'm like not selling. So I don't know. I guess you just got to either like know me or like be at my house with like $20. Like, dude, what's that
0: on the <laughs> shelf, man? Let me just let me hold that.
1: <laughs> like, I, just, I don't know. I'm like a weird hoarder guy. It's like an entire shelf full of parts I made that I never sold old and whatever. But
0: that's sick. It's all good. We're having fun out here. Of course, of <laughs> course, of course. So let me go to fucking, let me pull it up here. I'm gonna go to, uh, god damn it. Um, number generator, bam, random.org. This is one we always use for the for the raffle stuff. It's easy enough. Like, no yeah, I
1: always wait with bated breath to lose. I'm like, <laughs> Big money, big money, dude. Jim hey, Henry said he's not going to enter because he always wins, and people will just be mad at him. Uh, I was like, dude.
0: <laughs> well, that's maybe that's what everyone's saying because like, people are just lazy. They don't want to fucking like send an email to get signed up. Like, dude, I'm so- that guy. Like, I'll <laughs> sit
1: and I'll look at it, and I'll be like, uh, I'd have to like close an app and then like open another app, and yeah, then, like I need, I like,
2: like,
0: a, I need, I need like, like some kind of quick button. Like, there needs to be a way like, on Instagram. They just like click here to enter like they just click one button and then like they're signed up maybe that's what I'll do next time I'll try to like
1: I was thinking about that thing uh, Ryan did to share the post
0: yeah like, like i don't even know to how to do it, yeah. that because then you gotta track uh, it you gotta you gotta they gotta share it and they gotta tag it and then you gotta go look through all i've done it before then you gotta go back and look through all that stuff uh, I mean, yeah
1: yeah that's too damn much work you do the work i'm giving you the free shit you do the work yeah. that's the rule I'm like, it's you get free shit
0: it's more than i'm not doing it. i'm not doing work <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, just send an email, dude. It's easy.
1: <laughs> yeah. but You're yeah. doing all the hard work because you're getting so much like free publicity from this giveaway for your <laughs> podcast that you make so much money off of.
0: Oh, dude. I've, I spend more money than I make on this podcast. <laughs>
1: Like somebody the other day saying something about how much money I get as a moderator for Moped Army Forum, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> rolling. I'm in like there. over here fucking <laughs> deleting troll posts yeah. all day long for this fucking fat paycheck. was
0: yeah, just kicking back checks, baby.
1: <laughs> yeah, you see that Moped Monday and Second Chance banner ad? Yeah, those are paying. Yeah. They're paying the like big bucks every <laughs> month
0: dude that was also super sweet i was like so pumped when he did that i was like dude that's awesome thank you so much but it's, you know it's cool like i i love seeing it because like because i ever because i legit remember like just being that kid lurking moped army in my fucking living room like i didn't even have a moped like my roommate had a moped (laughs) my homies had mopeds hell stadiums were running around town and i was just like uh I, I gotta buy guitar pedals and fucking amps. I can't be <laughs> buying moped parts. Like, get out of here! Like, but I was but I was lurking the forums and to like have like my podcast like on there. It's like it's cool to me. Nice. Like, it's it that's cool to me. It's awesome. Like some obscure website on the internet that no one cares about. <laughs> but but like but like the small niche of mopedders.
1: Yeah,
0: and then I'm half of, sure. and then half of them still fucking hate on it and just want to use like Facebook groups. <laughs> Yeah They're like Oh yeah. fuck open army Blah blah, blah. Dude yeah. Like shut up dude like-
1: Until they can't figure out How to get their V1 clutch off And it bends <laughs> up Like a fucking
0: banana Then guess what Bring your ass back Figure out how to get it off What are you talking about dude You just weld the puller To the Oh yeah Yeah <laughs> I'm not going to lie, out of all the mopeds that have like trouble removing clutches, V1 is the number one culprit for like some clutches oh, getting yeah. destroyed. I've seen the most carnage yeah. out of pulling V1 clutches. We used to have all I love how, I love big how like, ones.
1: I, Maitland and I got into it one time. And he's like, I've never had that happen except for like maybe once or twice. I'm like, no. yeah, it didn't happen.
0: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs>
1: it's like. How many times does it happen to you with an E-50? No, None, I didn't think Never,
0: so. exactly. Like, times we've had to, like, we've dude, we put a map gas to it. We've torched it. Oh, I know. So it's super hot. We've PB <laughs> blaster. We've done all the tricks, pulled out all the stops, and then motherfucking still wouldn't come off, dude. Like, yeah. And then you just have to weld some shit to it and, like, hit it with a hammer. <laughs> like, get out of here. Fuck a V1.
1: They're buy awesome. my adapter and put a Tomos kit on it. That's my plug.
0: <laughs> Damn, Drop the ball. Fuck right a you one,
1: but buy my shit if you do have one, please. <laughs> I make no money off of it, but please buy it. I'm I'm putting it out there. One oh dollar, yeah, it's also one, not stocked.
0: So. <laughs> one dollar head, we got you. There's there might be yeah. one in his closet somewhere.
1: So I made those like I made a I made an adapter to put like scooter kits on V ones. It's fucking bonkers, but like totally overkill but they sold out already and i don't know if i'm going to make any cuz it took like way too long for him to sell out so yeah i don't know It's like yeah. lost money on it don't think i'm going to make any more but i'm going to come on the podcast and plug my shit just cuz you know i'm a hustler i got to do that yeah dude, do, <laughs> do your thing dude do what you got to do
0: dude motherfucker so here's the here's the other issues in hand uh some i used to like do this podcast and i had like other people like in the room so we had like multiple cell phones <laughs> So we could like, uh, record things live onto Instagram with someone else's phone while we're using my phone for the phone call now. I oh, don't. <laughs> so, so it's cool. I have to break out a real camera. Shout out to my, um, to my Canon G seven X.
1: You think <laughs> the eight people are really going to be that butthurt if you don't,
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to like record it on my camera. And and if someone's actually butthurt enough to call, to call me out on the eight people that emailed (laughs) in, like I can like send them the footage. So yeah, this is just for retroactive butthurt. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I'm filming right now. I got it one through. Wait till till
1: you have three kids. You're going to be like, fuck it.
0: (laughs) I got it set up. One through eight. I'm giving you
1: free shit. Don't complain. Yeah. Get out of
0: here. We got one, one through eight on the fucking spreadsheet over here. And let's, let's, let's roll the dice. Here we go. Generate. Yeah, Yo, what you got? Oh, big number, winner, big winner. Number eight. How funny is that? So if you signed up tonight, last minute, like right before the podcast started, you want a fucking free t-shirt for, for, for nothing for sending a fucking email. How easy is that? So Eric Hamilton from QCB softest club Woo! in the South just won a free shirt. So he's one. I'll fucking email him and I'll forward you the email, or you know, I'll CC you or some bullshit. All right, let's hit it again. Went through it. Bam, number four. We'll come back yeah, over here, and we got Tommy Keys, which is actually the kid who hosted the uh the moped rally in Florida last weekend. Like, woo, Tommy Keys. There, you know, there's no fucking yeah. I got buttons, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Hit all the things at once <laughs> But uh Yeah shout, shout out to you guys uh, Tommy's actually coming up to ride and chatter So I'll see you next week Tommy I'll Holler at your boy nice. um, Yeah and like shout out to him dude Like fucking yeah. dude, There's no moped scene that's got like an active Club in Florida right now like no real Active club in Florida like there's the fucking dudes down South doing the drag racing shit. There's like a couple of random people here and there, you know, there's Tampa Steve, old bourbon Steve doing the thing in Tampa, you know, <laughs> but there's no active, like consistent, like thing happening. And he was just like, dude, I love my moped. I'm riding mopeds. Like I'm just going to do my own thing and host some rides and try to like, get people involved. Like, I don't know what happened to Sarasota boys, fucking dirty petcocks. Like I haven't heard about them in years. But like, they were they were only ones that were they were the last ones really doing it in Florida, and now Tommy's kind of just like doing it on his own. Hosted a rally pretty much by himself with like the help of a couple local guys that like ride with them, and they pulled it off. People showed up. They had a rally. They did a ride. They had a raffle. Shout out to Moped Division for like helping sponsor that. Like, dude, yeah, that's all. That's all it is. Like, if you want to do something in mopeds or host an event or have a ride, just fucking do it. It's easy. People will show up. Like those, and even if
1: they don't, it's still fun as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you can still get drunk by yourself.
0: I know yeah. that from experience. You know how many times I was, <laughs> was like, just like you and two people. Yeah, like, you, know times, people drink you know how many times we were going to go to a rally and then like in the back of mind, I was like, ah dude, like everyone's bikes are running right now you know we could just like have like a like a, a nice 20 person ride at home right now and like not have to do as long as <laughs> drive <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, run it, we'll run it back tomorrow dude look we're like fucking two-day event right here guys sleep in your own bed we got this
1: <laughs> hell yeah dude that's the way it is that's what you do <sighs> yeah i'm here in the sticks like I, I go visit the minneapolis crew every now and then but like you know there's no there's I actually, some of my brother's friends from high school ended up, like, still being involved, like, they still have mopeds, and so, like, I get together with them, but we don't ride much, and so, yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, basically, like, one-man moped rally, like, just, you know, if anybody shows up, like, if one friend comes to visit me, I'm like, I have, like, seven running bikes right now, like, and people... People come, just come ride them. Like, they don't get ridden because I don't have anybody else to ride them. So I get them running and there's nobody here to break them. So I need, like, people to come over and, like, break my
0: shit, you know? (laughs) Yeah. You know, so you have activities to do again, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, for real. Then I got some shit to fix. So, yeah, for sure. All right, um, man. Well, it is nine or it's ten thirty in your yeah, time zone. Yeah, so dude, we
0: ran it deep, dude, for sure. <laughs>
1: we better shut it down. You're gonna have to edit this down. Uh, oh my I mean, gosh. Keeping it all kind of like,
0: like 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 <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, dude. Like I didn't get yelled at. The wife hasn't like come in here like holding an infant yet. Like we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better keep it that way. I, mean, right? that, I think that's how the last two pack ended. Like she just like walked in the room like holding a child and was like, I'm like, all right guys, I think it's time to wrap this up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's your time now. That's all good, man. But, hey, like, seriously, it's great talking to you. And, like, mad props. Being a great dad, like, that's the best thing. That's, like, the number one thing to be proud of. So, you know, by all means, like, you know, when you're laying on your deathbed, like, that's the shit that matters. So focus on that. And, like, mopeds will be there, you know. I've, I've been doing this for, shit, almost 20 years now. And it's like, you know, it changes, but it's always, you know, the people that really care about you and the real homies are gonna be around, whether or not like you can hang out tonight or, you know, get shit housed on a Tuesday afternoon or, you know, whatever and mm-hmm. uh yeah. When you're doing it in your late thirties and you got a little bit of money and a nice fucking van and <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> proper wheel chalks so your bikes don't crash into each other, like you know. There's no shame in that game. Like that's that's it's kinda fun. It's a different vibe, but it's like it's it's definitely a lot of fun. So yeah. for sure. Sometimes you just gotta focus on your family shit and get your money right and it all comes together, you know.
0: Yeah. And then you can afford to buy better the better toys, dude, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. But you still buy shitty mopeds and
0: i did not sure why, but <laughs> <laughs> You just spend more I'm still, money. Like, on I'm the never same... spending
1: six hundred dollars
0: on a moped. <laughs> you spend more money on the same shitty mopeds. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> same shitty
1: moped. Yeah, it's like so the, have a nicer van to haul it home in.
0: It's like the funny thing is, is like the, the difference between like the five hundred dollar moped and like the three thousand dollar moped. Like any any random person out in the real world, world, like won't know the difference. They're just like, oh, you're at a moped, and you're like, you don't understand. <laughs> you you do not understand what this is.
1: It's not for them. Yeah, just for me. <laughs> All for me. <laughs> for if I them. think I'm cool. That's all that matters.
0: Yeah, dude. It's all it gives me the feels, dude. It puts a smile on my face. So that's all that matters. That's true. <laughs> all right, dude, that's Heck. it. Let's wrap it up. We're out of here. Dude, thanks for hanging, Graham. I appreciate it, bro. Good Absolutely. You. It was good talking to you. Sure. And, and also you. I know like I've talked about this on the podcast a bunch of times, but like that Texas rally where like I borrowed your your ninja. <laughs> And like rode it white knuckled on the fucking highway, like like thank you, but also fuck you. Like <laughs> that was like the worst ride of my life.
1: Dude, those tires. I hear. I remember hearing that. I never knew about any of that because I was like, oh, Black Mike will take great care of my motorcycles. Of course, I'll let them borrow them for the weekend don't ride intoxicated
0: gentlemen riding dubs like (laughs) ripping that thing full tilt past the pack like doing a hundred I was like yo they're going ham right now on this fucking motorcycle and then like that (laughs) ride back dude like you don't understand dude my helmet was fogging up I couldn't see shit (laughs) it's fucking hurricane rain fucking pelting me in the fucking face like I'm white knuckled like Holding this motorcycle so tight On the highway dude going like 40 And I'm just like "Ah, Don't eat it 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 (laughs)
1: like (laughs) Oh my god Yeah, I heard that story because I never knew that
0: And I was listening to you tell that story And the first thing
1: that went through my head was like fuck those tires were so <laughs> gone like those tires were dodgy on the dry like they were gone they were so bad that like when you leaned over you could just feel the like chicken strip like transition Ew. like the ass end would give it like a little kick because it was so fucking flat because i rode it on the highway every day <laughs> yeah oh my god like they didn't even have the right curve to them they were like where you know like where the middle gets like flat It was yeah. like oh my god Yes. Those tires were sketching the. Tr- uh, I don't know if I ever even rode it in my train. Like, oh, geez, dude. Sketch. Yeah, you got some.
0: Uh... I'm glad you made it. I'm yeah. glad you're still here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never again. For real. Oh. Whatever. The next time, dude. They're- Sorry, you're getting patched in without patches, dude. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> you can get these another time. I'm not fucking risking my life. Oh man. Ugh. Yeah. Okay, dude. It was be- real. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, have a great night. Definitely great talk. Definitely. My fucking my throat hurts. My cheeks hurt from laughing so much. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is a good one. All right, cool. That's it. Fuck your car. Right in my bed. Later, bro.
1: Fuck your car. Right in my bed.
0: Thanks. Damn. Okay, I almost forgot. So, real quick, we are going to run back the raffle for next week. Um, not the shirts. We did that. The shirts are done. But for the other stuff that Graham has, the fucking Polini head. Uh, the nuts, the bolts, some like knickknacks and stuff. I'll post pictures on Instagram and stuff, but we are going to run it back. So don't blow it this time, you know, sign up, email in MopedMondayPodcast at gmail.com and just, you know, fucking episode 213 raffle or whatever, you know, enter in really easy. Just email me, you know, your name, an address might help, you know, just email it. Don't blow it. I'm going to throw in, um... A new moped monday podcast shirt too i'm dropping a shirt next week at the moped rally so yeah i'll i'll have one of those for you guys to throw throwing on the raffle fuck it and yeah that's it cool uh yeah enjoy your week so, later um, boys what are your favorite moped sounds <laughs> <Fuck your car. laughs> a moped. i don't know like touch of fly was it moving like no nah, feel free up. Like sounds like the fuck dude Boy! Wah wow, wow, wow.